Hello, everyone, and welcome to the last Walford Weekly, your weekly EastEnders podcast, where this week we'll be discussing the episodes released on the BBC in the UK from Monday the 27th to Thursday the 30th of March 2022. I hope you're all well. I trust you all are, and I trust that you all have a tissue nearby ready to weep your little eyes out as we go through the very last review of EastEnders together. With me, anyway. There'll be there'll be plenty more EastEnders reviews coming up after next week. And that will be because of this very man. Mm. He's here. He's saying his last goodbyes to me. It's Rob, everyone. Hi, Rob. How are you? All right. No. Oh, we'll no. be talking. No, not doing it. No, that's it. <laughs> if I refuse to talk, this can't finish. <laughs> that's a good Hello. point. This could go on yeah. forever, couldn't it? I know. I could. I could sit here in silence, and then you have to, and then you never, and then you never leave. How's it going? That's that's. I mean, it's a bit of a. I, I don't know how much tea I've got left to kind of keep that. It's Hello, also everybody. tricky because I might it end is. up talking nonsense and more Nothing so than normal. There. Yeah, Nothing yeah, true, true. Hello, everybody. How are we? I'm, yes, it's, look at you and your shirt and everything. You made an effort. I know. That's nice. I said yeah, it's like, I feel handsome. like I'm doing a job interview with us both on our shirts. We're both yes. going, having a conversation for a new job. You're fired. Yes. Um, well, here we are then. The very last Walford Weekly. Five years of, of, of this podcast. Has five years, one month. Five years, one month. Uh, the, last, the last month was probably the best. Uh, has, uh, has finally come to an end. Well, not yet. It will come to an end after, mm-hmm. after this mammoth final podcast. We've got lots of nice things for you, to, for, you, for you this week. Lots of trips down memory lane and maybe even a guest appearance by somebody from Walford Weekly's past. His dark, torted past. You never know. I love that you're you're mixing it up as a as a surprise, but I feel yeah. like it's probably the worst it's kept really secret on. Yeah, I don't feel like it's. Yeah. I mean, it's <laughs> suspects. The list isn't huge, is it? All right, there's more. one. One. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, but 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 the show the show must go on. We're doing we're doing yes. the final show as normal to begin with. We're gonna do um uh, the, uh, the I want to gossip at the top of the show, so we'll be doing yes. that in a second. Then we'll be doing our review. Then we've got a very special, as Rob said, a very special I want to gossip at the end of the show. But before any of that, Rob, we've got one more final thing to one do together. Final podcast tradition to, to fulfil. Mm-hmm. It's nice that it's finished on. It's this is on the last episode, mm. I think. We have to change the calendar. So we've gone from uh, Sharon um, and Phil on their month-long wedding day <laughs> with, Sharon, with uh, Shirley just about to shoot Phil to uh-huh. the 1st of April. I mean, this will be a great time for you to say that this is all an elaborate April Fool's joke. A lot of people uh, said this. A lot of people did get in touch they, and say, like, oh, this is an April Fool's, isn't it? It's like, my goodness, this... <laughs> This is a big build-up for an April Fool's, but sadly it it's not. No. Sadly it's not, no. So, no. ladies and gentlemen, we turn to April. There we go. I mean, that's just a kind of classic Ooh. and classic. I know, it's a bit, it's a bit innocuous, classic really. Do you know what Sharon yeah. is trying to do here? She's trying not to steal our thunder. That's what she's doing. And it's a nice shot of Sharon and Phil and just sort of them doing their thing. But that is that is April. And in fact, I think she looks sad because she should do on this day, I feel. So there we are then. That's going up. Oh my goodness! The first time ever it's it's learned off the wall. (laughs) (laughs) The very final episode of the podcast. Anyone who doesn't watch the podcast, please do do watch it this week because it's going to be full of um, old clips as well, like Mm. old memories. So you, it's good to because you can see like the episodes and so on and so forth. And so I do recommend if you can to watch the podcast this week. Do forgive us 
if mm. you're only here for the EastEnders discussion, there will be lots of EastEnders discussion. It could be a normal <laughs> podcast in that sense. Um, mm. But do forgive us if we do veer now and again into slight self-indulgence. We will. Yeah, because, and we're allowed to. It's, our, it's yeah. technically like our do? big celebration. Exactly. What are you yeah, going yeah, well, to do? Because we're, I'm not going to be here next week. I don't give a damn. Yeah, no. go on. Find me. Find me. Go on. Find me and hunt yeah. me down. Uh, yeah, so, um, yeah, but it's great. The last episode in the Canada finally stays on the wall. Nice to know. Nice to see. <laughs> no right more nails on there. Right. So where shall we start then with uh, a bit of gossip to begin with? Yes. A new family are moving to the square. And you know me, I ain't one to gossip. So uh, at the beginning of this week, actually the middle of this week, at some point this week, <laughs> there was an announcement made. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> End as you've mean to, as you've started. That's what I say. Uh, at, the, at the middle of this week, <laughs> you started and mean to. <laughs> oh, I'm there, was an announcement. there was an announcement. I know you will. You won't get this from Ree, will you? No, you won't get this well, from Ree. Ree's much, no. much more professional. I might, I might, I might do, but in a much more northern accent. Bless her. Anyway, carry on. <laughs> I can try a northern accent. All right, there, Rob. How are you Go today, on, Rob? Go on, then. I, do your northern accent. Oh, you rude. There's trouble brewing in Albert Square as a new yes. family is heading into the Queen Vic with Linda Carter struggling to manage the pub since Mix's appearance. Both Sharon Watts and the Panasars have been vying to join forces with Linda to run the Albert Square's iconic pub. However, little did they know that Linda is secretly teaming up with her mother, Elaine Peacock, who will be bringing her new lover, George Knight, and his two daughters, Gina and Anna, to the square. Yep, that's right. Those phone calls that we've been discussing for weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks. Mm logically it would make sense yeah that it's his it's her mother that she's been calling did you get it though to get did you get it the pub. did it occur to you for a second that she might be talking to elaine I, it kind of flitted through my brain but not then once. i was like not once no but then i was kind of like yeah but i don't i can't see maria free friedman coming back coming like to the square full time completely re- forgetting the idea that recasting exists that didn't occur yes. to me whatsoever because <laughs> <laughs> she's not coming back no she no. is not harriet thorpe Harriet mm. Thorpe, who in the article they kind of mentioned that she was in Absolutely Fabulous and done a lot of West yes. End. I just know her from the Britas Empire, playing the receptionist oh. who had the baby oh. in the drawer. Yeah, that's the one. That's going to be the first <laughs> big storyline. <laughs> going to be a baby. Oh, yeah. They keep the a baby in the drawer. Mm. I'd like that. That's a fun storyline. So Harriet Thorpe is uh, being Wee Carter's Linda's mum. Yes. Colin Salmon, who I've met, by the way. I sent the message to Rob. <laughs> I've met Colin Salmon. I was very yeah. drunk. I apologise, Colin, for anything I may have said to you. But yes, mm. I met him on holiday once. He's playing uh, the love interest. I hope you go to EastEnders one day. You'd be great. <laughs> I just remember. I just remember he had a very surprised face that, Not like, surprised. this very drunk idiot was like shaking his hand, saying, "I love you. I'm a you were great in Arrow." <laughs> and he's like, "I wasn't in Arrow. <laughs> or was he in Arrow? Everybody was in Arrow." <laughs> oh dear. <clears throat> uh. But there's also been rumours, uh, 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 the rumours were correct, that Molly Rainford was coming to the yes. to the show and they were kind of work out where she going to fit in. And she's playing one of the daughters uh, alongside Francesca Henry, both mm. known for being in BBC dramas Stuff. in the past. So mm. they're kind of keeping it in-house, which is mm. nice it's, as well. It's four very good signings, isn't it? Some, Feels some like it. Re- really strong actors there, which is very, very exciting. Brand, like, Colin Salmon is a huge signing. Like, he's done loads and loads <laughs> of stuff. He's a great actor. He's Arrow. Great. <laughs> Met you for God's Met sake. me. I mean, huge. Um, 
<laughs> so I, the fact that these four are, are kind of taking over the Vic is exciting. I did wonder whether this was going to happen because the idea of sort of a new a, a new family being <clears throat> kind of introduced and thrust into the Vic as the new owners is a bit of a risky idea, you know. I think we've kind of spoken about this before, like the lightning in the bottle that was the Carters when they first arrived, this massively successful family. But at this, for every Carter family that you try and do, you know, stick in a soap pub, you've got Michelle Collins in Coronation Street, which didn't work out so well, you know. So it, it's, Her northern it's always, accent's not as good as my northern accent. No, it? it's not. No, it's not. Maybe you no. should have played Stella in Coronation Street. That would have solved everything. <laughs> I'm always available. <laughs> Especially now. Um, and, um, yes, so it's 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 very, very exciting, and I really, really hope this works. I think, mm. I mean, New, New Elaine looks... Uh, I mean, it's just, I love her hair. She looks a bit like Angie, doesn't she? She does, she doesn't she? She's got this vibe of someone who's worked in a London pub for years and years and years, has inhaled 25 years of massive <laughs> smoking, and just looks like she's <laughs> going to be some sort of really sort of worldly, wise woman who just knows absolutely everything. It's probably going to be a bit of a character change from the last time we saw Elaine. It was, you know, busy slapping babe and having young boyfriends and all that. Kind well, she had, of yeah, who babe slept with. So this is kind of fridge. like, it'd be nice to be yes, in the fridge. When, uh, she, did she... Not in the fridge, by, against the fridge. By the fridge. No, she, she was locked chilly. in the fridge. Or did she lock Abby in the fridge? I forget how that went now. Or did Ab no, Abby uh, yeah. locked babe Abby in the fridge? Abby locked babe in the fridge, yeah. That's it, yeah. yeah. I mean, that whole yeah. mad thing with like babe trying to, like <laughs> leading Abby along with his fake pregnancy. Loved it. Marvellous. Bring babe back, I say. Um, interesting that the surname of the family are the knights. Yes, knights in shining, shining armor. armor. Oh, Clenners, you, Clenshaw, <laughs> Clenshaw, you're at it again. We we mm. commented on that on Twitter, and uh, a certain Mr. Clenshaw liked it as well. So Marvelous. perhaps uh, that's good. It's he's nice in. He's you, in. You know, nice he's you getting on with executive producers for a change. <clears throat> I know it's a nice change, isn't it? Rather than falling out over yeah. circumstances. Um, executive producer Chris Clenshaw said that the arrival of the Knights brings a new dawn to Albert Square. George Knight is a charming rogue and an old school gent who dotes on his two daughters, Gina and Emma. Uh, Anna, sorry. George will take a residence at the Queen Vic when he joins his beloved Elaine, a powerhouse of a landlady who knows just to have how to have fun. Mm. So yeah, very and interesting. And we were worried. And a dog, well, they have to bring a dog. You can't have a dog, a dog, not have a dog in the, no. in the, in the Vic, really. So we were worried about... Lady Shirley kidnaps <laughs> Lady Di. <laughs> New dog in the Vic. But Shirley's, Shirley's gone right off chart, hasn't she, no, really? God she's God gone where she is. to see God. Dino. She's gone, yeah, you know... God knows where she is. Um, but this is exciting all ties as well. Linda, eh? Hasn't she just? But it's it's very exciting, exciting for, Linda. for Linda. And this is great news for Linda. For to have basically is. a brand new era for Linda as a character. Completely mm -hmm. that's a refresh mm -hmm. for her as a character. Very exciting. Very clever to do, I think, actually. To sort of bring in all these immediate Very cleaners. Uh, very cleaners. And it's really weird, though. The, this extension of the family, it kind of goes back so far in EastEnders history, doesn't it? Because, like, kind mm. of coming back from Shirley's family and then the extension onto that, just the way that it's sort of dominoed over the years is really, really satisfying to see, isn't it? But this is why I say it's very cleaners. It's all very Clenners, satisfying. Very much. Cleaners knows the history. He loves the history of the mm. show. He, he, he respects it. So he knows the right people for the right job. What? And so that's why it's just full confidence with what he's done here. And it's kind of almost like a carbon copy of when the Carters first arrived themselves. Mm. You know, yeah. it was to build up. Uh, it was to originally build up, wasn't it? Um, uh, the Carters, because uh, I've forgotten her name now. I'm, I'm, 
I'm so welled up with Shirley. pain. Shirley, yeah. <laughs> Shirley was there on her own, and so they brought the Carters in. Mm. Linda's there on her own, so they mm. brought her family in now. The, the Knights. So Perfect. it just feels just feels really, will roll really in. sensible. Mm. It will. It will. Third, but it, it's, it's, spoiler alert, that's my first title the second that they arrive. <laughs> 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 of that. But again, it kind of makes you straight away think also about what's going to happen over Christmas. How are they going to be involved well, then? Because yes. obviously there's that family there. You know, they can't mm. hide a dead body on the floor if there's, you know... A, a, 2.4 no. children so under the is, roof. Is it common? Is it common salmon on the floor? It may well be, but what, what he might have done to annoy all the women. What would he have done? He to be set, who knows? A lot can happen between now and Christmas. Poor Colin. <laughs> like, leave <laughs> my mate alone. You're going to be watching, like, leave my mate alone. <laughs> leave him alone. Leave him alone. Uh, yeah, um, as we always say, do comment below. You know, even though this is the last you episode, doesn't mean we don't it doesn't mean we don't want to know what you guys think. So comment below what you think about the new family as well. Um, and don't forget to get in touch with Rob on his Twitter, which is at Robin is 87, or you can follow the new podcast Twitter account, which is E20 After Dark. Fantastic. Uh right, let's get rolling. Next is the the sum up of this week's EastEnders. But before that, here's a classic clip from Wilford Wilfred. Weekly's past. <laughs> <laughs> but did anyone really bother? Well, I think to the viewer... Donna it... didn't go. Oh, she did go. She did she, go she, all, she had to be talked into it by Robbie. Because she was so upset. So it wasn't that she was doing it out of her Well, she hasn't nasty... been upset for a, a, a month. No one's mentioned poor Abby. And now all of a sudden it's... Well, she's been hiding from the painters. <laughs> painting <laughs> roses. And painting roses with spray God, one know. of the funniest lines was when everyone found out that she'd sold them painted roses they were all coming after her in a mob after donna and robbie as they were running away and and donna was in her speedy wheelchair robbie shouted out quick run oh oh robbie that's poor form. i mean <laughs> Although, so I found that quite funny. It, it, it's, it's not that run, Donna couldn't get out of her wheelchair and she run. She can't run. She could give it a damn good go. Mm. But she'd, 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 she'd prefer to take her wheelchair, which is fair enough. I'd prefer to take my wheelchair too. <laughs> but yes, that's, that's a pretty poor thing to say. You'd think they'd spot that, wouldn't you? You'd think you'd spot something like that when they were filming it. Then when I mean, got to the maybe room, Robbie loves Donna so much he sees past her handicap. Let's go with that. Okay. Yeah, fair enough. PC. So we also had Jack who wasn't at the funeral because he teleported to the hospital <laughs> because he was worried Max would steal the baby because of what Cora said. Yes. Burst what? into the room, mm. yelled at everyone before they could even say anything. Where's baby Brannon? Where's baby Brannon? Where is she? <laughs> but that's, yes, let's quickly elaborate on that. <laughs> he, he stormed into a hospital baby's unit, which is straight away a strike in my book. Then he yelled at a nurse before she even had an opportunity to answer him. Where's baby Branning? She said nothing in return. You don't understand. This has been a very stressful time for me. And, it's awful. and then and then basically proceeded to shout until Max walked into the room with the with baby Branning and um, then gave him to Jack. And then he disappeared and teleported his way to the no, church. The funeral place and the hospital close. It would make sense to have a church and a hospital close to one another. I mean, it would take Abby a month to get there, so it can't be that close. <laughs> yes, true. Well, yes, there's many, many different stops, though. Mm. I'd imagine Abby had to take from the deathbed to the coffin, <laughs> the eventual resting place of Abby Branning. 
We begin with the Mitchells, uh, specifically Lola to start with. Uh, Lola has just had a scan and gone to hospital again, and she's received some very bad news. And the fallout of that is that um, a lot of people are crumbling away from her, namely Emma, who feels like she can't really cope with this news. Um, also, for having found out about this news, uh, Lola has a bit of a, a break around Sam as well, demanding that Sam gives her the club for her bows and bells uh, charity party, um, which is lowly then used as a as a as a, a grounds to share her news with everyone. Um, Jay quite rightly said to Emma, "Don't make it about you," um, but sadly Emma did make it about her. Very much made it about her. <laughs> and, and and ruined it for everyone. Um, we, we'll talk about uh, Ben and Callum's part of this uh, a little bit later, but let's start off mm. with Lola first. Then, so yes. yeah, I mean, so we have a time frame now. Mm. I mean, September. Is that? I mean, that's that's the. It will be September. It will be September. Honestly, it's just that's the time that they tend to do the big stuff in EastEnders, isn't it? So uh, yeah, we'll kill Lola off just just to start that off. I tell you what, this was sad, wasn't it? That moment where she actually told everybody, and then she had to sort of explain to Lexi. Mm. I did. It's not very often I agree with Ben. Okay. But Ben pulling Lexi aside and saying, uh, look, I don't think Lexi needs to hear this right now. I actually had. I, fe- I felt I agreed with him. I felt. Well, I would have agreed have taken... with it. But Lexi like, was very demanding that she doesn't want to be lied to. So I no, kind I of got. Think, I don't. She shouldn't have been lied to. But I think that Ben could have, like Jay could have taken Lexi away. You know, or let's go sort some buckets out or something, and then oh, gone off and taken not it. Not done it so publicly. Could, yeah, and then she could have told the family, and then she could have done it with Lexi on her own, with Jay there or Ben there, or however, or just mm. later, rather than everybody receiving all this news at once. I felt like maybe Lexi could have been treated slightly more delicately than that, but. <laughs> Apart from that, it was a really heartbreaking moment. I thought when you know mm. Lexi, Lexi basically was like, "What? You're not going to get better." And and, it, and you know, Lola's kind of sat there saying, "Yeah, I'm sorry, I didn't beat it. It beat me this time." And it was just really heartbreaking. Got me a little bit, to be honest. It was really very sad. And this is going to end me when this all when eventually comes to a climax. It really is. It's going to be very very sad. Very hurt for her, hurt uh, for <clears throat> the family. But also, I thought the moment for me that kind of hit home was when Jay was in the car, just solemnly. Crying and weeping I've, to himself. I've said this about Jamie Bothwick. He is an amazing crier, isn't he? He's got this <laughs> way of just dissolving into tears that just hits you in the. In He's the, just one big tear. Just, <laughs> just hits you in the feels every time he cries. He's very, very good at that. It's like that Skittles advert when you touch someone, you turn into Skittles. <laughs> touch him, he just turns to water, drains himself back into yeah, the drain. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, it, it was, it was, it was a devastating moment, and you know, Lola's story has just been. Devastating moment after devastating moment after mm. devastating moment. There's been no kind of like happy moments really for no. her, and she's had to struggle through them. Uh, the one happy moment she had was her mum coming back, and yeah. Emma. Bye. We saw, <laughs> oh, yeah, I know. We saw Emma only a couple of weeks ago, kind of finding it a bit more difficult than she thought she was going to have mm. to see it. And then when Lola shared the news with her, it was very much Emma again going reverting to herself, uh, what everyone expected her to be, and that is someone who yeah. just can't handle any pressure whatsoever goodness knows how she gets on with her presumably high-powered job <laughs> like, we need well, you to do a spreadsheet i can't i'm going to america <laughs> I'm off. I'll see you later uh, i mean yeah she made up this absolute cock and bull story made no attempt to pretend it was anything other than cock and bull story no, by saying no. that she was off to america her boss has had a promotion she wants to take me with her does she now really yeah <laughs> wash her feet i mean it's 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 i mean do you think that's that's it for emma is emma gone now do you think or is well, I don't know because there's so many rumors going around, isn't there? That like that it had to be cut short. That the, yeah. the actors 
actress's role for one reason or another so i feel i don't know it feels a bit sad really because i would yeah. have liked it more if emma had stayed on and like there was that mm, last kind of moment for lola perhaps she'll come back Maybe. in six months time she grew on me she grew on me to be honest because i was kind of I, like I, fungus yeah. <laughs> like she, the mushrooms um, in the last of us <laughs> yes <When laughs> you'll start clicking doing, <laughs> when she was doing like the whole sort of manipulation <laughs> thing and trying to get rid of jay and all that kind of thing i wasn't a fan but then since you sort of explained her behavior and you sort of understood her past a little bit more as mm. why she is the way she is i was kind of like right okay i get i get it all right if you as long as you kind of keep doing what you're doing now then you can stay i'm happy for, i'm happy to have you here but now she's kind of decided that she can't cope with any of this she's she's gonna she's just i mean she's a drip basically in this in the sense that she can't deal with any sorts of emotion when it comes to lola whatsoever she can't watch um the girl that she just kind of got back into her life die essentially mm. which you know nobody would say that would be easy by any stretch of the imagination but it's the worst thing she could possibly do saying no i'm sorry you're on your own for this goodbye it's well, the it's worst her... possible way she could have done it so yeah, yeah and it's her one opportunity kind of just to make like the final amends it's not like you know what i mean and and, yeah. and I, I, I i i you know yeah is emma doing it for lola no i don't think emma's doing no. it for lola i don't think she's in any there's a bone in her body that thinks like oh i'm doing this for for em you know lola's welfare she'll she'll be better well for, off without me i think that's nonsense Rubbish. because nonsense. like when she announced her relocation to america the reaction so from where? it i'm going to the usa oh right yes. well, anywhere in particular <laughs> just throw a dart oh look alaska there we oh, go hawaii there we are <laughs> well that'd be all right um yeah no um what does Emma do? Do we still not know what Emma does? Because maybe no, we could no idea. work out some, somehow. It, when Betty first met her, she was in some sort of like some office type block. So she was doing all right for herself, but yeah. we haven't really discovered what it, it all. That's all we really need to know, isn't it? Like she was wearing a suit, and she was look, and the and the office is always wearing posh. a suit. She's always she wearing like, a suit and a camel and a camel, yeah. not a camel toe, a camel jacket. Like a camel <laughs> do you know what? I could see that on the, on the brink of your brain before it even came out your mouth. Honestly. There you um, go. Uh, you'll miss this. Um, I will. Yeah. So, toes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so it's it's very sad. Um, ben obviously didn't react to it brilliantly either. He oh, kind that's of a character for him. Uh, yeah, he kind of at the beginning of the week he was he was getting a bit upset because he felt like he wasn't participating in uh, the was welfare that, of Lola or Lexi. Was that so what was wrong he, with him? It just well, seemed... I think so because then he felt like he was also being missed out by his dad by phil yeah. so then he kind of made up for it by jumping in the in the uh boxing ring how having many a bit of innuendos do you need to throw into boxing, <laughs> by the way jesus <laughs> christ does you need jesus <laughs> <laughs> but he got a bit of a strop and, it, it, and i felt like ben and callum were back on form with their kind of like leave me alone callum i know what i'm doing oh, good, good, good. no i'm not talking to you uh, yeah I mean, yeah i'm, about, I'm I mean... stropping I mean, I do like Callum's involvement in this at the moment, actually, because he's been kind of he's, he's done really well with sort of kind of dealing with whatever. Avoiding ben it. Whatever, <laughs> well, whatever, throwing what dealing with whatever Ben happens to throw it in week to week to yeah. kind of taking on with Lexi and dealing with Lola and all that kind of thing. So Callum's actually doing quite well with the situation at the moment. Um, and obviously being there as a support mechanism for Jay as well is nice. Um, but yeah, but, but this, uh, the whole boxing ring. We we met the boxing den this week, and as if you didn't need, we didn't need to know. It's a play on words. Thank you, Sharon. We, yeah, but I get, thought it was his, her dad, but it wasn't. It was for her son. Oh no, it? we don't talk about Dirty Den anymore. We're only ever talking <laughs> about Den who died in the boat crash. That's the only Den that matters these days. Thanks to um, Phil. Yes, it's the last episode. Phil. It was Phil's fault. Of course, it was Phil's fault. I don't care what anyone says. Nothing to do with it, whatsoever. It was Phil's no, fault. None. Um, 
Kill Phil. And, yeah, so we've got so the gym's gone. We've got the boxing den there now. So what do you think? It's like the boxing den. I thought it's set wise. It, it was fine. Right. Yeah, it was it was, good. It, it, it was, it, they didn't do much really to the set other than build I, a ring in the middle of it. I don't, <laughs> I don't know why that took two weeks. <laughs> no, I have to say I don't know what storylines there are in a boxing ring. I I was kind of I mean I was it was iffy enough as a gym. But as a boxing ring, like, I, I mean, the idea apparently behind it, nothing to do with Phil wanting to throw his testosterone around the square and sort of <laughs> spread and sort of create men around the <laughs> square. Spread himself <laughs> like a cat. Spawn <laughs> some sort of testosterone fueled men around the square that he can kick a football around with. Um, it's, it's, you know, I, I kind of wonder where, like, apparently that's the idea is to sort of give the youth of Wolford somewhere to go to let out. Oh, that's so, right. That's yeah, right. So Phil gonna... wants to start a welfare program for yeah, young, of he does. upset. <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, I would have preferred a snooker hall to be honest. It would have been a nice call back to the past, you know, when they used to own a snooker hall. And a snooker hall's nice, it's got a sort of kind of atmosphere to it where you can lots of characters can go and play snooker. I mean, you're not going to see quite a lot of characters even in this boxing ring, are you? It's kind of limits. I doubt it's going to be used very often at all. But like I said, the gym was wasn't particularly used very often. But it was, it was more of a means of, of an end, wasn't it, for Sharon? Because Sharon yeah. needed to raise some money up for the Vic, so she had yeah, to share. Well, yes, we'll talk about that in a sec. But um, mm. and so Phil, Phil kind of you know bullied his way into saying like, "Well, oh, I want boxing ring," and <laughs> as you say, as you say, it's like he's it's his pet project, isn't it? He wants the youth of Wolford to appreciate yes. the Mitchells one last they, time. They are, by the way, really kind of building on this whole relationship between uh, Sharon and Cat, which I I do like. I have to say, yeah. I mean, obviously, the, obviously, I think that a lot of sort of um, references to Pat and Peggy are kind of being kind of attached to them like they've got that sort of relationship where they're out each other's throats one minute and then they're actually getting on really well the next which you could argue maybe sometimes feels a little bit forced but at the same time i'm really enjoying it as well so i can't really mm. complain about it i like it i definitely talk about sharon and cat actually on the next section because i i feel like that cats uh encourage sharon a lot to go to Keanu, yes. but not just for looking after Sharon, but also because it kind of takes Sharon away from Phil a little bit. Mm. Um, but I do want to also just bring up right at the end of the week, Ben uh, was approached by another boxer who yes. said, you look like you've got some acts. Do you want a sparring partner? <laughs> I mean, the fact that you could just look at Ben so you need to release some tension. <laughs> <laughs> just looking at him. I mean, like, yeah. building up to this, Ben's been this very kind of very, very relaxed. He's, Everyone's been commenting been on calm. a lot. But he's lost a bit of weight. He looks very yeah. clean shaven. His hair's looking very neat. And all it took was this one undoing of the, like a 30 second boxing sparring uh, yep. during an exhibition match. And he's just unraveled all over again. <laughs> now he's desperately trying to organize all kinds oh, my, of bits and pieces oh, there we go my computer froze for a moment there carry on all is well oh, that's okay that's we're okay we're all, you, you, we're all happy Warford, wouldn't be Warford weekly without a little technical <laughs> issue halfway through there we are hi hi it's all fun but you know do so where do you think this could be heading could it be Don't heading to know. ben going back to his old ways and his sparring well, partner and him well, doing more remember, than punching each other's if you remember when this Ben first came in, there was a period where he was actually quite turned on by the idea of getting beaten up. So I hope mm. we're heading back in that direction. And yeah. and and also organising uh, kills. Remember when? Remember how yeah. turned on he got when he ben thought ben, he was going to get oh, Billy shot. Ben Ben got very weird. Didn't he? I'm glad we sort of moved, moved away from that area of Ben. When he um, was introduced as a human trafficker, wasn't he? So yeah, and well, we'll never forget that. Don't you forget well, that? Like it or not, <laughs> I will remind you of that every yeah. day. Um, but I mean, who knows what this could bring? Actually, I don't know who this bloke is. I mean, it, what uh, this all kind of boils down to the fact that obviously 
uh, Ben always wants Phil to look at him, and you know, if it, if the mm. idea of the idea of Phil kind of standing on the sidelines of a ring with all the crowd around him cheering on while Ben knocks some poor bloke into submission and then holds and then gets his hand held up in the air as the winner of a boxing match with Phil smiling proudly as he as he applauds, that's like heaven <laughs> to Ben, isn't it? So it sounds like know, a plot to a Rocky film. It's Billy does. Elliot, isn't it? That's what it's going to be. Ah, uh, Billy Elliot, that's better. Ah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, it is exactly Billy that. Elliot. It's Billy Elliot. So, so we're going to see. His, bring back his tap dancing shoes, I say. <laughs> I agree. I'd, I'd love to see that. You see him dancing from time to time. You saw him dancing this week at the uh, yeah. charity event. So it's always nice. But yeah, no, I mean, it's nice to know that, like, I'm signing off knowing that the Ben and Callum angst, the merry-go-round has been started up again. Someone put 50p in the meter and it's starting all over again. But it was you, wasn't it? But it was you, you vicious cow. It was you. I was stoking that fire all I could. Yeah, so very sad. Very sad for Lola. It's gutting for Daniel Harold played a blinder this week, actually. I thought she was really, really good. Like she's, You get these sorts of stories in soaps now and again with a character being given a terminal illness. But some of them you kind of just... Obviously, you're sympathetic. I love that sentence. You get these characters from time to time with terminal illnesses every now and again, you know. But, you know, some of them you can sort of feel sympathy for the character, but you sort of watch it and understand the sadness of it. But it doesn't really hit you in the feels. And this one keeps hitting me in the feels, actually. It's really sort of like just the performances and the characters involved involved it's it's sad it's a very very sad story and it's going to get sadder obviously as the six months go on um mm-hmm. so, so by the time we eventually get to the death it's going to be it's going to be some tough tough watching i think so absolutely all righty well we're going to go to another classic clip from our past um and uh we'll be right back with the next section afterward as if it wasn't bad enough that i had covid i had to deal with this this week as well <laughs> this was the <sighs> Most publicised thing I think I've ever seen for EastEnders. The long and short of it is, because it really doesn't need a lot of explanation, is that because Callum can't pick up Lexi from school, and because Lola, in a kind of strange bitch moment, decided that she didn't want to put Callum's name <laughs> onto the parent pickup list. <laughs> because Lola's suddenly the most responsible parent that Wolf has <laughs> ever seen. And also Lexi, the most sickly child that Wolf has ever seen. Again, yeah. another incident of sickness from Lexi. <laughs> She's always ill. That oh. poor child. Uh Basically, Lola says, if you want him on the list, you're going to have to marry him. And Ben's like, well, I was going to marry him. That's a great idea. Yeah, Because a couple of weeks ago, I said, I'm going to marry him to Jay. And Jay has mentioned it a couple of times. I haven't really followed it up. And now I'm going to. And so on a a kind of very flyaway expectant that Callum would say, yes, Ben asked him to marry him. Callum was a bit like, oh, I thought it would be a bit more romantic than that. Uh, (laughs) And so (laughs) Lexi and Ben make a huge plan and somehow Lexi was able to get hold of fireworks oh and not just fireworks it. not like fireworks it was Chinese New Year what this you know like they stood up there honest to god it was like London and New Year's Eve these fireworks it was insane destroyed London I, I, if I was an elderly person I would genuinely think that I'd woken up to the blitz it was just honestly <laughs> it looked like there was thousands upon thousands of pounds worth of fireworks going off very important characters who should have been there weren't. Phil being one of them. Kathy being another Kathy wasn't one. there. Yeah. Uh, so, but, but, you know, it's happened. And <sighs> and Ben proposed to Callum. But not before Callum proposed to Ben first. Oh. Because Callum was advised by Whitney that if oh. he loves something, grab hold of it with both hands. I, I, maybe I'm just, I'm, I mean, actually, it's no maybe about it. I am a bitter, single, twisted human being. <laughs> You're giving people ammo for what they're going to say to you. Fine. <laughs> I don't care. Bring it on. I understand. I get it. All right. I get it. I get it. I get it. It was trying to bring a bit of happiness. 
and Bannon fans all over the world were utterly delighted by the developments that came <laughs> before them. I get it. I'm delighted for you. I don't care about Ballon particularly. Uh, do, you know, do you know what? I'm amazed that they didn't just put make, make the two actors and bubble them for a while so that they could have a really erotic kiss for the gifts to be made out of. I'm amazed that didn't happen. I, I was surprised by that as well. Amazed. I, I genuinely thought that, I bet you, any minute now, they're going to start ripping each other's clothes off. They'll have bubbled the two actors just so they can film that scene. I bet you anything. But that's the thing. It- Balam started with this very hot, intense relationship between them. And they've been a very fiery relationship as well. And then this, this, this happens. This very sugary, sickly scene. And it, and it, it all ended with Ben resting his head on Balam and on Callum's shoulders as this, as we said, this, this, Firework! This Chinese New Year firework display went off in in the in the background while you saw the silhouette of them together. Oh, where did these fireworks come from? How was a schoolgirl arranged a firework display in the short amount of time that Lexi had? How was she managed to arrange the, this really expensive looking firework display well, there was in a, a short amount of time? There was a guy there, and there was a scene where what where, guy? Where Lola, not Lola, Lexi says to this guy, "You're not going anywhere," and he was the fireworks expert. Oh, I thought he was like some guy from the media. I thought she managed to like <laughs> rope in like BBC News or something, Digital Spy in the Metro. Yeah, I wouldn't have been surprised. <laughs> the, the scoop, Balam are finally together, um, and. Yeah, I mean, what, what the weird thing was for me was that the fireworks looked like, and I suppose I'm dwelling far too much on this firework thing. The fireworks no. looked like they were about five miles away. So yeah. where, where were so they? So she'd arranged up? the because she, she'd arranged them all to be at the Thames. Yeah. So again, was the whole of London invited to yeah this, to this, to oh, this yeah. proposal that 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 happened at Kathy's nightclub? Yeah, all of this sort of, all of the whole of London was prepared. It was like clap for carers, but everyone, <laughs> you know, it was boom for Balam. So after many months of him brooding over Sharon, uh, Keanu finally uh, stirred himself up to uh, ask her to marry him, which was perhaps not the wisest of moves, but that has now led them to start a relationship together, uh, much to Karen's dismay and much also to sam's heartbreak because not that she fancied keanu um but she's always the bridesmaid but never the bride type Mm. situation isn't she she was with zach she was with keanu she uh, she tried to kiss alfie as well this week uh, which we'll (laughs) talk about a little bit later i know you're trying to kiss alfie 100 100 you don't want to get in that boat um but yeah so you know keanu Shannon's back. What is attempt mm. number three, perhaps? Because we had Shannon, yes. we had Shannon two. This is, but this is one's a bit more less cloak and dagger and much more open as a relationship. Mm. I, I don't know if Phil really knows it's happening just yet, but Karen does, and Karen's not overly happy about she's not, it. She's not best pleased. Not best pleased. I no. mean, I don't know what Keanu thought was going to happen after Sharon had constantly pushed him back, pushed him back, pushed him back. I know what I'll do. I'll propose to her in public at the opening of her new of her new boxing ring. That's good. Uh, That's an with, amazing idea. With with the, the ring with the, with that the ring he proposed that I to Louise, Louise with. with. I mean, genius <laughs> move. What could possibly no. go wrong? <laughs> I would expect nothing less than from Keanu, Dipstick. to be honest with you. He's Dipstick he's Keanu. <laughs> Honestly, hot Less dipstick, in. but a dipstick. Um, but you know, Sharon at first is kind of like, "Don't be ridiculous, get out of my ring," uh, <laughs> so to speak. Uh, and he gets in there later again, uh, and he, um, she, she. So once <laughs> you're gonna miss me, aren't you? You're gonna miss me. Um, 
so, but all this boils down to again, um, Sharon's at first is kind of like, no, absolutely not. And then she ends up having a conversation with Sam, who, like we say, is kind of just in destitute mode this week because she's just feeling lonely. Yeah. Really felt sorry for Sam this week, Sam. actually. Just still having a go at her for no reason whatsoever, which is horrible to her. Called her, a, what did you call her? Like a, a, a drunken slag because she tried to kiss Alfie. And yeah, sort of and your, like, mum, your mum would be very pleased no, to see you like you off. are now. And, yeah. then just put, and then just to put the cherry on it, Cat gave her a dirty look as she walked away. Really Again, filthy no, look from Cat, wasn't no it? Reason, no reason whatsoever. And Alfie, turned, she kind of looked Kat, both of them like. Cat's turning into a, a gangster's mole, isn't she? It's 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 worrying. Yeah. Um, but Easy yeah, so she ends up having a conversation with she ends up having a conversation with Sharon and says, "Look, what is wrong with you? Like, you've got a guy that's absolutely desperately in love with you. Like, you leave that if you want. Like, that's ridiculous." So it kind of gives Sharon food for thought. She invites Keanu over and she says, "Look, I ain't marrying you yet. All right, you can forget you've had that. Like, forget that, especially with that ring." But you know, let's let's start let's start gently and see and see how we go off. And so gently, by gently, by gently, obviously she means dragging her straight upstairs and having a wild. Well, night. yeah. <laughs> Poor Christ, Poor gent Poor gentle, gentle, no <laughs> all evening. Um, and they're officially now in a relationship, which, as we say, Karen hmm. was not best pleased with. Now, well, and Keanu was quite right to bring up that for Karen, you know. It's better to be in a stable relationship rather than to jump in and out of bed with lots of different men, like what Karen did when he was bringing. Uh, well, yeah. Up, I mean, this is the thing. I've kind of I thought Karen was a little bit unreasonable this week because at the end of the day, mm. if you actually think about where Sharon has been the past, like since Keanu has returned, Keanu she's found out that he slept with Sam and he slept with Chelsea while all in this quite short period since he's been back, also whilst apparently telling Sharon that he's desperately in love with her. So well, it was all because he loved that. her. He yeah, was, that he doesn't was make any to, sense. You know, no, not at all. Nonsense. Nonsense, Keanu, the dipstick. Like, it's... So you can kind of understand why Sharon would be kind of like, uh, no. And then Karen, and then Karen is kind of getting all sort of in a in a, in a box about, like, you know, oh, you're messing my son around. It's like rubbish, Karen. So now they're officially together. They are officially an item. I don't mm. think Phil's that bothered, to be honest, because now he's got Kat and he's quite happy. I'm sure the Karen... I'm sure the Phil <sighs> and Sharon will raise his head again at some point. Well, this this but, is why I said about Kat earlier. I think... I think Kat kind of almost pushed it as well because it kind of takes Sharon away from being uh, a distraction for Phil as well. Yeah. Well, I think that Kat's kind of now really got her feet under the table. I think she was quite unsure for just... a while, but now she's sort of realised, oh, well, I can go to Fargo's whenever I like and I can go I can go to Chelsea to get my wedding dress, as in the, as in the place in London, not the woman. Uh, and, <laughs> and like she can get basically have whatever she wants. And she's kind of quite enjoying this sort of Mitchell lifestyle. I mean, wait until the next job comes along, Kat, and then see how much you're enjoying it. She forgets quite quickly that she was tied up in a warehouse by by a corrupt policeman not so long ago, and and nearly and her son got you know all the, all that sort of thing. Um, yeah, but it's still going clean. Like I said, isn't Phil now going clean by opening yeah, the gym and yeah. he sold the chicken shops? Yeah. So isn't he yes. all with the money he's making? Isn't we'll it just see. all legit? We'll and yet he was only we'll only see. able to put one coin into the charity pot when uh, I mean, Lex was asking for money. Well, if you haven't money. got legal if you haven't got legal activities going on, you know you've got to watch where the pennies yeah, go. That's yeah, true. That's true. <laughs> There's a recession going on, so everything's going wrong for everyone, including gangsters like Phil. So you know. So obviously, as well, because Sharon, like we said, Sharon is doing all of this, <laughs> all this stuff with the boxing room because she wants money for the pub. Now, unbeknownst mm. to her, Linda <laughs> has been taking these secret phone calls who we now know is uh, going to be... Well, uh, we suspect. Well, they've not, not, they've not officially... Well, I know they're moving into the Vic, but yeah. 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 
it's basically them, isn't it? <laughs> uh, um, so, unbeknownst to Sharon. Now, the, the thing is with all this, I was kind of thinking that I can't think of anybody that Linda would be phoning where she's quite happy just to dump Sharon and kind of, like, especially when she can see that Sharon has done so much in order to get this money for the yeah. thing. Um, by the way, Janine has pleaded guilty, presumably to lower her sentence. So yes. that's not nothing to do with anybody else, just to make life easier for her. That's our girl. Uh, so, um, <laughs> so um, obviously, Linda is uh, taking this phone call and she um, is just going to dump Sharon in it eventually when this all comes out. So that's unfortunate for Sharon. And is that going to affect their relationship going forward, I think? I think Sharon's going to be quite cross when she finds out. Yeah, I think Sharon's going to be upset by yeah. the double crossing because Linda's not been very open about it and not just that um sharon really had to push the boat out because the panasars were like looming yeah. you know coming into to, to the bargain uh table bargaining table so you know yeah i'd be pretty like i'd be pretty miffed too to be honest with you but also yeah. it got brought up this week the um possibility of uh alfie's intentions his friendship with linda oh, yeah. sam brought that up as well saying like are you with her because you like her or are you with her because you like the idea of having the vic back Mm. And Alfie did for a moment, I mm. thought, notably thought about that for a second mm. <laughs> before well, he saw that Linda heard this as well. At the risk of releasing the kraken of your feelings towards Alfie here, yeah. I, I do kind of wonder, now we know who is going to end up in the Vic, because we, I think the general assumption when we knew Alfie was coming back was, oh, well, Alfie's going to go back in the Vic again. But now that we know that that isn't happening, and don't get me wrong, I'm quite pleased that that isn't happening because I think this is much more exciting what's to come. 100%. But it sort of kind of begs the question, like, obviously, Cat and Phil are, seem to be absolutely fine at the moment. There's no sort of kind of, there doesn't seem to be any sort of lingering stuff going on between Cat and Alfie. So it kind of begs I the question know. of what the point yes. of Alfie is at the moment. Unless well, he's no, oh, with Linda. I thought that's where you were heading, actually, with this. I think that's where it's going, isn't it? Do you not I see there's this kind of a... Like, yeah. Thing. Yeah, but I, I, I mean, for a start, I don't think it would be realistic for Linda to get with Alfie in for at no least way. a year. But, you know, I, she's too upset with about Mick at the moment. Poor man, Mick. So, he is. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong, and you're going to massively disagree with me here. I don't completely utterly hate the idea of Linda and Alfie. If I'm honest, I think their personality. That was the podcast, everyone. Hope you enjoyed the final episode. Uh, Rob will be yeah, doing yeah, his yeah. own from now on, where he yeah, likes yeah, yeah, uh, Alfie yeah. being together with Linda. So enjoy Don't that. Don't shout down my opinions, Alex. <laughs> God. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, it's. I don't hate. You know, she, because he is a poor man's mix, so it's not exactly a, a, sh a massive shift for the sort of no. chemistry that she would have with somebody that's what i mean you know so it's not yeah. gonna feel too, it wouldn't feel too <laughs> jarring but no. well we we'll start with alfie whether you like it or not so you know well, only for a year his contract will end soon <laughs> i shouldn't say that that's cruel no, no. <laughs> i <laughs> i mean this is just that again <sighs> alfie was a bit of a spare part he's there well yeah that's what i mean like, yeah so he needs right. to have something to do and if, exactly. if we've and, and if he's like lost gonna be linda <laughs> if he's lost if he's lost the vic but then it's the fact that when Sam did bring it up to say, like, oh, are you there for the Vic? I think there was a little bit where you were meant to see him thinking, mm. yeah, I am there for the Vic. Because he's kind of been the one who's been championing Linda to stay, knowing that his job has been to kind of like being the organiser of mm. things that happen yeah. at the Vic. And he likes yeah, that mean... role. Yeah, I mean, you know, we always say, yes, we know that Alfie is like the cheeky chappy bloke, but deep down in Alfie, there is always a sort of reason as to why he ever does anything. You know, he's always got kind of 
an ulterior motive a lot of the time as well. Mm. But then, as far as getting the vicar's concerned, he hasn't got a, he hasn't got a cat and L's chance because even if he was to go with Linda, she would still need to raise enough money to get the vic to get the vic anyway. So his his role in that would be kind of impotent. So it's 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 very odd. So I guess we'll see with Linda and Alfie. It's probably where it's going. I think you're at right though. Point, mm, but I think you're right. Yeah, Hopefully, her so. mum will have something to say, and then... oh, I'm sure she will. Yeah, and she'll be like, "Nope, he's no good for you." Have you heard all the things he's been up to? I think the first time actually that I was agreeing with Phil when Phil kind of called Alfie <laughs> all the names under the sun in the uh, garden. Yeah, he did. Yeah, like he said, "Oh, he's a he's a layabout. He's worth nothing." Of course, you owe him, Sam. You silly care. You know, it's like. Yeah, he's got a point. Your London yeah. accent's about as good as your northern accent, I have to say. <laughs> I've right. never been good at accents. Awful. No. Awful. Um, so that's because your own voice is so nice, Alex. You don't need to change it. No, it's it. not. It's horrible. Right. It's horrible. Okay. okay. Sounds yeah, nasally fine. and scratchy and like something. Can you imagine me like looming? <laughs> it's like Chucky doll, like an Alex doll. Would you like an Alex doll? I think the world would like an Alex doll. <laughs> well, I like you would come maybe. to life. And... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there are already those out there i feel like there is a random random knee pain that comes yes. from nowhere uh but probably probably um probably from some of the actors on the show to be fair we'll be uh, yeah um yeah i think I that's mean, it next. that's it all right well okay next all right fine uh but before we go on to the next section there's another classic clip from the past of Wolf. I haven't seen any of these. You could throw anything at me. I have no idea what it is. Let's see what this they're, one is. They're all pretty terrible. Oh, We're playing, for legal reasons, Rob, we are playing Square Busters. Ah! Let me go through the rules for anyone who's not familiar with Blockbusters. Starting from the left-hand side, Rob must take a path across the game board. Each hexagon contains a set of letters, which are the initials to the answer for the clue I will give him. If Rob gets the answer correct, he can choose an adjacent hexagon moving across the board. But if he passes, that space becomes a block and Rob must choose a path around it. Rob can take as many guesses as he likes and he is only <coughs> eliminated from the clue once he says pass. Rob, you have 75 seconds to complete the run. Ooh. Would you place yourself on the hotspot, please? Oh my god, this is so exciting. <sighs> This is it. Here we go. So, Rob, you must yep. link goal to gold in 75 seconds mm -hmm. or less. Tell me where you want okay. to start on your left-hand side, and I will start the clock. Okay. PJ. Bianca wore a silver, while Tiff wears a gold one of these. Buffer jacket. Correct. BS. Location of the market off Albert Square. Oh, uh, Bridge Street. Correct. Uh, Wes. WBS. The destination name for the train station at Underground on George Street. Walford East Station. Correct. Oh, uh, JSATH. Creators of EastEnders. Julia Smith and Tony Holland. Correct. KIAS. Name of the three original characters on the show. Oh, God. Uh, oh, oh, oh. Ian and Sharon. What's the K? Uh, uh. Oh, Kathy, Ian and Sharon. That's Blockbusters! Well, having so much fun <laughs> <laughs> well done i love this sort of thing i go mad for this sort of thing <laughs> done alex that was a great game so this is it the final time we'll be summing up 
a part of EastEnders, the final section we'll be doing. And why not end on a high? <laughs> why not? Good part. Why not end with Kathy? Why not end, why not end on Vicky Michelle? Quite right, too. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Their, their very turbulent relationship gets even worse when uh, Rocky finally admits that he is actually married, causing Kathy to just have a devastating breakdown. Um, as you say, Joe Cotton, his uh, wife, arrives on the square after a hunt on the internet by uh, Bobby and Freddie. It didn't take long, uh, did it? This woman that was apparently absolutely impossible to find, Reggie finds in about five minutes, and then she's there in in Walford by the end of the day. Well, so it wasn't I that mean, difficult to find. gives your home address, or your home address to, like, a, just a random stranger on the internet as well? Because you literally have just been anywhere. <laughs> well, exactly, Freddie does that. Fredo, 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 Fredo. Um, uh, but but this also led to a very interesting twist as well, which we'll, I want to talk about yes. uh, after this with Sonia and Reese, mm. um, and what that could mean for the future of their relationship. But so we start off then, uh, as I say, Rocky has uh, admitted he's had this uh, marriage. Um, it's been you know we've no, we've known about it for a few months now, and we've kind of mm. wondered what, how it's going to end up. And Reese and Sonia kind of nominate themselves as trying to get him out of the hole. Without Kathy knowing, but unfortunately, Kathy does find out. Um, I loved, I must say, I loved Vicky Michelle. I was really I surprised when she I, kind of popped I, out I, with her accent and all really that. I was really excited. Really, yeah, yeah, I really enjoyed I had to do an accent, Alex. So, you know, be a trained actor and then come out with a London accent. That's how yeah. to do it. Yeah, Get, I mean, uh, yeah, I liked. I have to say, I like Joe. Um, she was quite, she was quite funny, quite gobby. I like, I like her instant, like Kathy's instant dislike to her. Uh, that was, all, that was all very good. I liked all that. She so, invited her into use the bathroom though, so that was kind of her. Well, she Even didn't really though... invite her. Didn't really well, invite no, her. I suppose not. She took her shoes Joe off and started walked, having a mooch Joe just, around the house. Joe just walked in, stole <laughs> Kathy's glass of wine, and then went upstairs to have a mooch around the house. Yeah. Exactly. So it's, uh, yeah, we like her. Um, I hope I, I, she and she's clearly got stuff still to come as well because eventually, by the end, of, obviously, she had lots of kind of arguments with rocky and everything uh and then she um like looks she's looking at these divorce papers realizing that rocky doesn't have a penny to her name so it's pointless her being there storms out of the vic it's quite good in the vic as well vicky michelle i thought I liked that um, just brooding looking at double yeah, vodka over the yeah. <laughs> um and then like she's got quite a smirk on her face by the time she leaves mm. so she's clearly plotting something so i'll see what that is well she didn't sign the papers did she and rocky and uh <laughs> kathy were celebrating <laughs> sign the papers <laughs> but that's what like, she did she I looked did. at them yeah exactly so he didn't check on that so, while they were I downing champagne i think there's more to it than that We'll, well, uh, let's wait and see. Well, I, I agree, but it's but but like the, the whole premise is that she didn't sign the papers initially. Mm. So when they find that out to start with, they're going to know that she's obviously got a plan in mind. But what's what's that plan? I mean, you know, you can't. St I don't know how. If she, if she, unless she wants to take it the legal route, what's she going to do? She can't. Well, she can't get. She's not going to get anywhere legal, is she? Because like Rocky says, oh, I've got nothing. So all of that would be completely and utterly pointless. So it's, yeah, but she's yeah. doing it out of spite, isn't she? She's signing, yeah. signing, not signing the papers out of spite to him. Mm. Apparently, you know, she she seems to think that she's been like the most hard done by by the whole situation because he just walked out on her on uh, this specific date. We actually looked up the date that she gave as well and saw oh, what yes. happened on that episode of EastEnders. Nothing much happened. Kathy no, was in it, though. Yeah, oh, <laughs> nothing, not, not much to mention, but yeah, no, it, it did happen. Uh, not if, only she knew, if only she knew that day. What was she up to <laughs> that day? Was she up to anything in anything no, nothing, interesting? No, nothing special. Nothing normal special. day. They're just having a kind oh. of mooch around the market and all that, you know. If only she knew. If only she knew <laughs> what was going on. <laughs> Probably looking after Ben when he was very young. Um <laughs> Yeah, and there. <laughs> I mean, Kathy. Kathy also said to Rocky that, like, again, she's forgiven him, but but you know, if it happens again, 
I, uh, you know, I will not, I will, uh, one more lie and that's mm. us done. She, you know, she Rocky's said that of, twice before. I know. Rocky's one of the many men of Albert Square over the years that gets given many, many, many chances, mm. more chances than a cat gets lives. So, um, <laughs> but it's fine. I like Kathy and Rocky together. I think, I think they, I think mm. they work. And I, I, you know, Rocky is I, it's kind of, I, I like Rocky a lot. I quite enjoyed um, uh, the, the little scene where Bobby had sent Freddie uh, to vandalize the uh, vandalize the car lot. Yeah, so angry about what he did, and Freddie uh, wrote Tossa with one S on the car. Bobby's idea Tosa. of vandalism. Yeah, yeah. Bobby's <laughs> idea of vandalism is is that that that's that was uh, the height of Bobby's anger. That'll teach him. <laughs> <laughs> why are I, 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 I know, oh, I Bobby. Bobby. but Bobby didn't even want to do it, did he? he that's why. No. That's why he got Freddie to do it with cream. It's like, oh, calm down then. But I love, I love Freddie and Bobby. Like they, 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 they need to show more of their friendship on screen. Because Freddie has fantastic. Yeah, I have to say, Freddie has grown on me. I wasn't that sure about Freddie when he first mm. came in, and it took a while for him for me to kind of get around to Freddie's way of thinking. But he's growing on me. I think it's. I, I still wonder, like, when they're going to do the sort of whole thing that it seemed to be the point in him coming in, which was the um, the Billy uh, reveal, you know, and the, the Graham reveal and the little man. Well, reveal. Where's Billy? Exactly. Billy's like all this is going on with Lola, with Lexi, with his family, with yeah. like you say, with uh, Freddie, with him. Billy's just swung off. Yes. Apparently, making you know, trying to earn money Thousands. for what's this for? Yeah, but for what? I don't understand for what well, because for, there's no well, medical. Yeah, but was it meant to be he... for medical? Well, yeah, that's I think because he's unaware that things have gone drastically wrong in his absence, isn't he? So he's going to probably turn yeah, up all his money. How's he fur, unaware? Fur coat, like because they've not told him yet. Because Lola turned around to um and said that uh, don't WhatsApp him. Tell him that. So, <laughs> you can't, you can't WhatsApp that. Send him a I'm message. You, well, no, of course you can't. But like you could do a video oh, call or something. You, like, Surely Billy's back. in some sort of contact. Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, Honey could have messaged him and said, "Hi, Billy. Uh, you know your kids are missing you, and yeah. uh, oh, by the way, your daughter, who is dying of cancer, has just been given a terminal sentence. Uh, maybe you should come back. Sorry, granddaughter. Thank you. Uh, you know, perhaps you should come back. Now nah, I'm going to earn some more money. <laughs> what's what's happened to Billy? What's who he up knows? to? Lazy um, git. <laughs> what is he? He's, he's up on a roof somewhere for Grant, isn't he? Doing doing lots of work. He's going to come back dressed as Del Boy in a big old fur coat and medallion. Oh, money. Anyway, um, so yes, all of that was going on, uh, and Kathy and Rocky are sort of uh, still together at the moment, and we'll see whatever goes on with Joe and the divorce papers. Well, that's still to come. Before you come forward, sorry, I just want to say also I did enjoy that we had a history lesson of Kathy's past men. Yeah, that we was learned nice. about Pete and uh, Gavin and Phil. You know, it was it was fun to to, any to have a, any her marriage history. <laughs> any mention of the past turns you right on, doesn't it? You love a scene. I did. It did. Kathy's I enjoyed very, that. Kathy's always very good for that. Uh, so yeah, my favorite nice. bit, though, my favorite bit was when she was talking about um, when Pete was married to Pat. Yeah. And the first his first wedding, and that she said and that's why Pete wouldn't get married at the church again because he married Pat at the church. Yeah. And uh, Kathy said, um, "I remember sitting in that congregation and thinking, I wish Pete was mine." It's like who would ever think that about Peter? <laughs> <laughs> hey, it takes takes yeah, every every pot's got sorts. a lid. Every pot's got oh, a lid. Mine's. <laughs> I, I mean, my, I don't know where my lid is. It's, it's somewhere. Probably lost. It probably lost aboard somewhere over a over a shipping container in the middle of the Pacific Ocean, just floating <laughs> along, waiting for me to pick him up. But hey, hey, one day. Um, so while all that was going on, Sonia and Reese are trying oh. to help Rocky. Trying to help Rocky out. Um, Reese. Reese, we kind of get an idea throughout the week that there's something kind of going on with Reese because it's like we're sort of waiting for this sort of moment. We're sort of waiting for Reese's 
secret to drop we kind of they kept having shots of him didn't they every scene ended between sonia and reese with reese kind of going yeah looking pensive yeah loved it or worried than usual um and we get the reveal at the end of the week i see i wonder where all this was going because he looked really happy that rocky was sort of back with kathy and i was kind of like right okay so because i watched you watched this before i did today and you said, oh, it was a big twist at the end. And I was, and then obviously I kind of got the, from the sense that it was to do with Reese at the end. I was like, right, he's going to be like Joe's son or he's going to end up being a cotton or some sort of madness going on. Mm-hmm. And then it turns out that he has got a wife as well. Rocky's not the only one hiding a, hiding a, hiding a, a wife in his back alley. Mm-hmm. Um, she, he takes a phone call. <laughs> he takes a back catalogue. That's what I was trying to think, not back alley. <laughs> Take what he likes <laughs> in his back alley. So, oh, no judge. Right, no, 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 free world. <laughs> um, so, yes. Um, and he goes on the phone and talks to, uh, well, asked to speak to his wife. Who yes. How could this be? Now, What's going see, on here? this is why I think, yeah, this is why I think this is my final theory. And you get you need to follow it up if I'm right or wrong. So just you need to keep keep everyone oh, updated. Oh, don't worry, Alex. If it's wrong, I will definitely bring it. Oh, I'm sure you will. I'm sure yeah. you will. I'm sure I'll get a phone call just to yeah. <laughs> maybe come on the show so you can throw tomatoes yeah. at me, or, or ring a bell and shout shame as I walk down the street. Yeah. Um, I think there's 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 hints here that it's a very similar story to when Jane was introduced to the show, and Jane started getting and started getting romantically involved with Ian, and you found out that actually she had a husband, but he was very sick, very unwell, and he was terminal and dying. Uh... And I think I think that Reese is married. Um, because the way he made the phone call was almost like he was phoning a hospice, you know what I mean? Yes, or a hospital. Or a home or something. Yeah, or yeah, a home. Yeah, yeah. So um, I don't think it's one of those kind of like marriage for inconvenience because I don't think that would that. suit. And also mm. true. And it wouldn't suit the Reese's character, but I think it would suit Reese's character that he had married and his wife or, or partner. I'm no judge. As I said, he can do what he likes in his back alley. Wife, though, Alex. Uh, <laughs> wife. <laughs> oh, yeah, he did say wife, didn't he? <laughs> Sorry. Yes, yes. I just I just love Reese so much. I just want to cuddle yeah, him all day I long. Yeah, I know, I know. He's, um, uh, he, uh, he, he's, yeah, I think she's very, I think she's very unwell and I think she's terminal. Um, and it kind of would suit also okay. Sonia's character because Sonia's a nurse and so Sonia yeah. will be there. Maybe Sonia will be like, I would, I'd invite her into my home and, you know, I can look after her as well. We can look mm. after her together while she, you know, while she's dying. So she I think that's that, doesn't she? Do you remember her with Sylvie? Of course, you know. Oh yeah, and then she'll get his money, and then she'll get her money because that's what that's all Sonia does, doesn't it? She looks after elderly people, so they that's die and give her all the money. So that's what I think. That's what I think it's going to happen. I think that's that interesting. All right then. It, I, I think it's see, less I, malicious I, I, than it's, I can agree. It with, I can agree with that. Yeah, because Reese isn't the sort of character. Reese was never like be, that. No, no, it would, that wouldn't suit him at all. So yeah, that makes sense. That makes mm. sense. I'm, I, I, I would, I would tentatively agree with you there, but we'll have to wait and see. It was a nice little twist at the end, and Reese got his first duff duff, which is always good to see. Nice to have, nice yeah. to have your first duff duff in the bag. So it yeah, is that's lovely. in the back alley. Yeah. It's a, it's a, yeah. I just can't believe he would do anything like that. But also, it kind of like if you rewatch the episodes leading to that point, every mm. bit, every detail that Reese had made a lot of sense. Like everything okay. made sense. The fact he defended Rocky, the fact of what his defense was, and then the, what his kind of, you know, you know what I mean? It just kind of made it, it almost, I felt like it was Reese trying to unburden himself by helping mm. Rocky do this at the same time. But yeah, no, Reese would never be that malicious. No, How no, dare no, you? How no, dare you even, even think, think otherwise? It. No. Be- so because we got what? a postcard as well, didn't we, from Bex? Bex is off to do go oh, to yeah, some so beach party. I'd like Bex to come back. Would you see, see Bex again? 
I can see Bex again. She's in Thailand at the moment, apparently. Hmm. I'd love to see Bex again, but at the moment I'm a bit concerned by the fact that they're already bringing in a family of four and mm. their kind of one-in-one-out yeah. ethos doesn't seem to be making much sense for that. Because the first I thought when they're introducing the new family, I thought, oh, Felix and Finley hasn't got much hope. <laughs> they're, I did want, they're gone. I, yeah, I thought that. I thought that. Because we're, we're still sort of not, not seeing a huge amount of action from Felix and Finley yet. And now they're bringing in this whole no. new family. It sort of says, well, they're clearly mm. not top priority at the moment. So, yeah, it's 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 interesting. It's almost as if there's a little bit too much going on in terms of the characters of EastEnders at the moment. Now, that's not necessarily a complaint because God knows we mm. need a busy show. And it is a really, really busy show. There is so much to come, it feels like. It feels like the show is like just everyone's running at the moment, which is great. Um, but it's sort of you, with, when you're doing that kind of everyone's running thing, inevitably, some people are going to get left behind. Now that doesn't yes. necessarily that doesn't necessarily mean that those people can't catch up. You know, like I always say, it takes one story to make a character, and maybe well, that one story is coming for Felix and Finley in the future. But yeah, it, those two are kind of stragglers at the moment in terms of. I mean, I like them in terms. I mean, Felix, I think his work is as feels a little bit more sort of layered than Finley does at the moment. Um, and I oh, hundred percent. Finley looks completely lost. Yeah, he does, doesn't he? I mean, we, if you get stuck with Ash as a romance, then you know you're in trouble. Um, and <laughs> it's it's so. I mean, I, I like him with like the, the foursome in the in the house. That's that's working quite nicely. But we'll have to wait and see whether so whether it goes. But like you say, like you say, with the new family coming in, it's clearly not top priority at the moment. So remains to be seen i shall cover it nicely though when it does happen you will you will you will you will you will oh, there you go then so that's that that's it that's the week summed up oh. by rob and myself a final ever walford weekly covering of a week of eastenders and it was a decent week to finish to finish off your tenure as podcaster yeah, right. i think i enjoyed it i enjoyed it <laughs> i always say that i love ending it with yeah, yeah, it's all right, all right. <laughs> honestly, the most emotional um, bloke you've ever met isn't he honestly <laughs> So there you go. So um, now we've got a bit of a treat for you guys uh, because mm. we have a very special uh, end I Don't Want to Gossip, very last I Don't Want to Gossip, where Rob, myself and Ben answer your questions and read out your comments and perhaps another little friend drops by too. So I hope you enjoy it. Janet doesn't want to be at the Halloween party. No, she's, she's... I don't know why. It's such a wuss. Yeah, who'd, who'd have thought that being knocked down by a car at the Halloween before would upset you so much? Um, and That line that Honey was like, there's nothing to be worried about. And then she just leaves on her date. And it's like, Honey, <laughs> do you remember what happened last year? <laughs> she got hit by a car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then her dad slept with a woman who hit her. Mm. <laughs> I mean, Billy, to his credit, did look after Janet very well. He looked after Janet. Did he? Did he look after any of them well? <laughs> he did because he started off by getting Janet involved in a kind of a a, a spooktacular prank yeah. on all the kids. So he, well, she was in a closet because she was scared. So he was trying to like coax her out, wasn't he? No, no, was that's that Amy? Amy. I thought they were both in the closet. No, they were in the closet jumping out on the children. Right. So uh, <laughs> Billy comes in during the thrilling game of Snakes and Ladders and says to Will, "says Janet just wants to show you something," and Will's like. Oh, okay. And so he starts walking into the hallway and and Honey comes out and says, is everything okay? And Billy's like, yeah, everything's fine. Don't you worry about it. And so Will starts walking down the thing and says, oh, Janet wants to show you something in the cupboard. Now, first of all, that would 
ring alarm bells of suspicion <sighs> in my head. I mean, Will's not thick. We saw that this week. Will was no. the one who inst- who orchestrated all the naughty going on. He made them watch the the scary film. He made them play Apple. You know, made them mm. play silly games. He's a model. He's a child model. He's not thick. He's not thick. He really isn't. No. He- I mean, can I just butt in and just mm. say when I was writing my notes for this storyline, I couldn't actually believe what I was writing as a storyline. Yeah. Was. Billy says there's no reason to be scared. They trick Amy and she hides in a cupboard. It's part of my notes. Okay, so yeah, that happened a bit later. So Will, <sighs> so they jump That's out on Will. That's an actual note from the storyline. <laughs> well, they jump out on Will and then they try the same trick <laughs> Actually, with Amy. Actually, listen to what Will's talking about. It's just... Okay, carry on. No, go on. I'm trying, I'm trying, no, to, I'm trying just... to paint it up a little bit. I know, I'm trying but to it's add just a bit of actual... Colour. When you say it out loud, it's awful. <laughs> The kids are hiding in a cupboard and Billy's trying to convince <laughs> someone to come out of a cupboard. <laughs> I just can't. Oh, I know. I'm just trying to flank it out, though. I'm just trying mm. to make it. Amy double crosses him in a smart move. Yes, she does. <laughs> so Billy <laughs> Billy scares Amy so much that Amy <laughs> hides herself in the cupboard. Mm. <laughs> Billy... I hear a BAFTA. <laughs> Billy, I don't know what Billy does at this point. Billy hits his tooth because he's scared of Amy. Amy pretends to leave the cupboard. That's what I mean, yes. And then, so Amy's now doing the same trick to Billy. (laughs) Billy's fooled by this. And so he goes back into the hallway and thinks that Amy's, like, cut herself or something. Because there's, like, lots of fake blood Well, yeah, something happens and um, the kids are watching, like, a film they're not meant to. So he goes in to see them. And that's when Amy comes out of the cupboard. And then pretend she's still in there. And mm. he goes in and she goes, boo. And he hits his chin on something. Yeah. And yeah. that was her like big revenge. But you don't, you don't see, I'm presuming that the scene of him actually hitting his face was so bad that they just decided to I cut guess. it out. So, yeah. yeah. So he's hurt his tooth. So he's hurt his tooth. And the remedy for such a thing is codeine and whiskey. So he's popping pills and drinking the alcohol just to soothe his toothache mm. that he now has. Even I mean, though he's in charge of looking after lots of children who last year all escaped under Ingrid's watch. Ingrid, who, who would never drink. No. She's whiter than white. And they still escaped under her watch. So mm. Billy and, and, should be more careful. Yes. I mean, the party's boring. Janet's like asleep well, okay. with a pillow. <laughs> She's fast asleep, like, no, Dad. So um, he, they're all apple-bobbing, and it's Billy's turn. He's taken his pills and his whiskey. He's had about four pills that we've witnessed by this <laughs> point, and he's drunk about half a bottle of whiskey, and he doesn't even care anymore. He's now drinking the whiskey in front of the children. <laughs> <laughs> and so yeah, he goes, gets his apple, and his tooth falls out, and Will goes, that's cool. Yeah, he thinks it's a Halloween thinks it's trick. A trick. At the same time, Honey and Adam come back from their date, Yeah, which I'm assuming they had a lovely time. Honey sent Billy a text um, on his phone. And the text was about the size of the screen. So I don't know if Billy's got a problem. All capital. And all capital. All okay. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know if Billy's got a problem with his eyesight or something. No wonder he whacked his head into a wall. (laughs) He probably thought it was the door.
So for this very special final, I ain't want to gossip. Look who has joined us, everyone. Look at me. Hello. Hello. I am. All right. All right, Ben. I've come back. Original character, come back for the end, like Kylie Minogue. <laughs> yes. You get, gonna, I say two gonna, words. Yeah, and that's, and that's mouthed and synced that you've recorded on another day. That's right. Okay. We're here some... to say sad goodbye, aren't we? Oh, you're going to lay some flowers on our grave, are you, Ben? And then... <laughs> yeah, after the credits. Well, after the credits have run. <laughs> Do a wixie. <laughs> it only feels appropriate. Keep so, your chin um, up, all four of last... them. <laughs> I thought that was a personal attack at me, but I'll let it pass. Don't worry. Is that myself? Yeah. Oh, oh right. Okay. <laughs> it's any consolation. I'm very conscious that my skin is very shiny. Not that it has anything Good. to do with anything, but I just Good. thought I'd bring that up. So, uh, anyway, so, um, so we've got lots. Yes, that's all I need for my glow. Um, so, we had lots of comments, uh, lots of questions on all the emails and the Instagram and so on and so forth. I'm just going to read them through and. Um, you know, we can answer the questions as we come to them and so on and so forth. So uh, the first one is from Gemma Archer. Gemma has said, I came to the podcast during early 2021. I haven't watched EastEnders regularly for a few years because I got bored of the show not long after Abby Branning died, which is the mm. origins of the podcast. <laughs> it was. Uh, but, yes. had, but had caught up in lockdown when the show was on a break. I actually started from the beginning, which filled in the gaps of a lot of what I missed over the previous two to three years. And if I'm honest, if I had not been the podcast, I probably would have given up on the show for good, especially during the Johnson era. <laughs> Same. Uh, it was having a podcast to listen to, <laughs> to listen to each week that I was feeling the way uh, about the show. I just want to bring up, because we've, we've talked about before the uh, kind of like the origins of the podcast, and we said it's because of Abby Branning dying, and yes. that's the reason why we did it. But actually, I want to let people, I don't think I've ever said before, originally, Ben, if you remember rightly, we weren't actually going to do any Stennis podcast. We were going to do a podcast based on the New Forest. Do you remember that? What? No, you the were. New Forest? <laughs> no, yeah, no. Yeah, we were, Don't yes, take yes, me yes. with the same brush. <laughs> yes, the forest. New Forest. No, the you New Forest gonna... is a national park in the south of England. Oh, that sounds Where we used to live. <laughs> <laughs> that would have lasted five years. Absolutely right. <laughs> Thank God we didn't do that. That's not true, Alex. That was your idea. And you wanted to do the EastEnders one to practice how to do a podcast so you could then do <laughs> yeah. a professional version of How's a podcast. How's that gone? <laughs> <laughs> well, the new five years later here we are bankrupt well, because <laughs> we were going to use it as a, 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 a step up for our business remember no uh, yes that that's true that's it true. is but true yes. it's nothing to do with me it was all that was you doing that you want to do it about the new well, forest but, but, you people or something that's right and i ben, wanted Ben's to talk like about abby branning you wanted to talk about abby. practically the same said, thing what? both national heritages <laughs> Exactly. But, but because I said, oh, why don't we try practicing them with EastEnders? Because we both have a common interest. And as you say, mm -hmm. five years later, the new forest. It was also Bex's uh, bullying storyline, which we were found funny that we wanted to talk about. Found yes. funny. We yeah. did. Just we the way it was portrayed <laughs> was funny. <laughs> when she was locked Bex. in a locker, back Bex. she sang guitar on stage, and we thought there's yeah. a podcast in this. So, mm -hmm. Little did yeah, we know. Around Little that did area. we know. Uh, <sighs> J.H. Prince got in touch with us and said, uh, Alex, I'll miss you. Just me, no one else. Uh, it's really sad to hear Move that you're Move on to the next leaving. email then. Best of luck, and I wish you all both personally and professionally. Rob, I'm looking forward to you continuing, and I'm glad you're staying on. The two of you have been great, have had great chemistry, love the energy as hosts. However, I know that things have to change, and sometimes we have to move on and do other things. All the best to all three of you from Jen. Thank you, Jen. Thank that. you, Jen. 
Yeah, some of us uh, have to move on and do new things. <laughs> Rob's got a new acting career world. as well. <laughs> but oh. that's what I, that's what I thought I'd bring it up because Rob's got his trailer. If you haven't found it yet, find it on his Twitter. It was a good trailer, Rob. Thank you. It was a lot of fun to film. Um, people now think that I work and own a bar, which, <laughs> you know, I, I frankly, I think I'd be a marvellous barmaid and a landlady, but I don't mm -hmm. yet own a pub. That's one thing. Maybe one day. Maybe one day I'll own my own bar, but not yet, I'm afraid. <clears throat> no, it's, it's an excellent, it's excellently portrayed. And yeah. next week will be the first episode. I'm very excited, Rob. After dark. I know. Tell me about it. Very, very exciting and a little bit nerve wracking. But yes, it's very exciting. And Re is going to be a fantastic addition. Re has been announced as my new co-host and I cannot wait for yes. her to get started. Talking of the, the, the devil, Re, she got in touch too. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> oh, right. I wonder where that was going now. Was that a bit of the call for Alex? All right, a bit jealousy doesn't do you any good. You know? <laughs> I, of course, like, Ree has asked um, all three of us. Uh, mm. Do you have any tips for someone who's new to the podcasting game? I'd nice. also like to say a huge thanks to you, Ben, and of course Rob for starting Wolf Weekly. I'm actually gutted you're stopping, as I genuinely enjoy watching every week. But I'm still hoping to hear you both um, on future podcasts. Um, so come on, best tip for Rainy. Mine would be, mine would be, have fun with it. Don't take it too seriously. Oh yeah, absolutely have fun with it. And if you're ever applying to be a part of someone else's podcast, lie about how experienced you are and you'll definitely still get the job. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, I don't really think we've spoken about Rob no. taking over on the um, podcast. <laughs> so what happened was uh, Ben and... <laughs> Ben announced his uh, resignation literally mm -hmm. the very following day. I was in there going, "I'll do it. I'll do, I'll do it. I mm -hmm. I'm I'm in there." Yeah, didn't I think wait. I no, in the didn't DMs, wait. I slid right in. Like ben, I could take you know, your place. You're dead. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> Off you go. I'll do it. Um, no, I literally messaged the Wolford Weekly account and said, "Look, I've done bits and pieces with this before, and I could talk about EastEnders till the cows come home. So if you are looking for somebody, and I was trying to be very subtle in the message as well, saying, look, I know you're you're probably going through all sorts at the moment, having finished <laughs> the podcast, you know. Um, but if you are looking for somebody, hey, I'm I'm open. I'm open to offers. I'm you know, you like, said um, I, I I vaguely remember you said you have radio experience, and I thought, <laughs> oh yeah." Yeah, yeah, you yeah, did, did, didn't you? You said you did a podcast about Big Brother. Yeah. I've done a podcast about Big Brother. I could talk for days. Oh, yeah. And I was like, oh yeah. Yeah, I'd uh, <laughs> I'd been in I'd been interviewed once on uh, an obscure radio station about an episode that had happened, and that to me was doing a podcast and worked for the interview. You know, it right. worked. Um, so yeah, and then we make it to make it. That's absolutely. my advice, Ree. Um, so you told Alex that I was uh, interested, I think, and mm. and then me and Alex had a. Uh, what did we do? Like a, a, a pre-episode. We did a practice. Where... We yes. did a practice episode where we spoke to each other for about twenty minutes, and I How think so. it went well. Well, two and a half years later, it didn't go you know, too badly. <laughs> I, I was quite pleased because Alex messaged me immediately and said, "Look, it's only going to be an audio. You don't need to do your hair." I was like, "This is my kind of guy. That's fine." Because mm. I did not look well that day. No, <laughs> let me tell you, oh. I was worried. I'd run out of hair gel. I'd run out of. Every... I'd run out of all my hair products. I'd without realizing it so i was very worried uh but yeah we did that episode practice and then i was literally doing it the next week so you know yes. it, you've got to have confidence in your topics i think if you're going to go into podcasting um be aware that the internet will internet and just sort of deal with that and mm -hmm. not let it but try not to let it bother you some too much although some people are absolute assholes but you know you're just <laughs> gonna let it gonna go over your head and just and just sort of do it because you enjoy it and remember that people enjoy listening to you and and focus on that instead and of say what you really think as well i think yes. people can tell if you're not and if you do so i think that's a really mm -hmm. important thing for Absolutely. podcasters especially if you're reviewing something 
Just don't be afraid about what other people are going to say. Yes. But this is it. And also, if people, other people do say something, the best advice I can give to anyone is just, just ignore it. Have the thick skin and just be like, okay, then shrug it off. Mm. Next. 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 Sophie at Sophie uh, on Twitter, I think, has asked us throughout your time of the podcast, what has been your favorite and least favorite storylines to discuss? Uh, least favorite, I know straight away. Favorite, not so sure. Uh, well, least favorite, and I'll tell you, it was the most difficult. I thought that we that we had to cover cover. Who do you think we are, the news agents? Um, <laughs> but that was uh, Ben Drape, without a shadow of a doubt, the hardest kind of storyline for us to sort of discuss on a daily basis oh, yeah. because mm. it was just rough on the social media. Um, you know, it was a storyline that we found difficult to watch for a number of reasons. Um, and we were, I think we were on a different page. Uh, some viewers, uh, you know, joined our opinion that we were on a different page to some other viewers that came out in force on social media and made it very mm. difficult to sort of have honest conversations about what was actually being portrayed on screen. Yeah. Um, I think I covered show. one episode that during yeah. then as well, didn't I? I think so. I, yeah, I remember that. That was rough. Yeah. Uh, and, it, you know, it, it was the show was trying was not having the same conversation with it as I think we were. So, and then other fans were kind of getting very kind of protective about it, and it was just a bit mm. of a rough period. But other than that, um, favorite storyline? I don't, I don't know what. To, I mean, the the build up to Gray was just funny. By the end of it, I was really enjoying that just because it just wound us Gray. up so much. Gray goes, <laughs> Gray literally goes into my as you say because because like it stopped. It got to a point where it stopped. <clears throat> Like it was meant to be taken seriously, and we got to the point where we just couldn't take it seriously anymore. Yeah. And so I, I see what you're saying. It became farcical, and so we started yeah. laughing about it. So I would I, almost encompass it as my least and least favorite storyline <laughs> while we're doing the podcast. It went yeah. on for so long. It oh, covered it was so, so long. It was, so a, long. it was a year and a half, and we every week we had to keep pounding out something about Grey storyline and. Uh, by the end of it we were just kind of like saying we literally have nothing else to say <laughs> no i think gray was gray was a feature on it ever since i joined the podcast so throughout the mm. entirety of my time up to that point oh, i was talking i was talking about gray. and it and it had been going on for about a, about a year and a half before i joined mm. so it was it was it was mental that storyline but it just got to the point where we were just in in, in just it losing was, our minds with it in misdirection in misdirection that's what it was mm. and it didn't and it, it didn't do the purpose of it was lost um that's that's what it was ben what was your yeah. least favorite and favorite um my least favorite probably the gray stuff the <laughs> tina and kirsch the skeleton oh all yeah all of that. Oh, the skeleton yeah that's where i that's when i quit the podcast was when tina was being killed off and i was like oh i just can't keep talking about this show with um without being true but like my favorite one i think is around the time when dr leg's funeral time when punk oh, mary and, Lofty and stuff yeah. came back because we interviewed mary around then the actress yeah. the davison um we were watching classic eastenders at the same time so they overlapped really well and i just it was just it was, it was a lot of fun because like, that was when kate oates was taking over for the first time from mm. uh, john york and it was quite an exciting it was an uh, exciting time exciting, exciting mm. time and a few then. months later it became <laughs> <laughs> well no i mean she stayed and even like maybe even boat up to boat crash week i would say boat crash is one of my top 
moments. Boat Crash Week, John I would Sen, say, in the John modern... was behind yes, that, so he's one of my favorite. It was one of my favorite weeks. So in the modern, I, I, that was a good episode, I must say. I always say about John Sen. Yes, we had difficulty with his, with quite a lot of his stories, but I <laughs> I always kind of thought that his bricks were all right, but his cement was rubbish. You know, and we talk about characters at the moment that we really really like, and a lot of them are John, were John Sen creations. You know, the likes of Eve and the Panasars, you know, people that we actually really enjoy talking mm. about actively. And, you know, maybe he didn't know what to do with them. Don't get me wrong. But his bricks <laughs> were good. And that's and Chris Clenshaw is a, is a, is a good builder. It's like Bob the Builder. He's coming yeah, in. He was, good at, he was good at casting most of the time. Yeah. The recast mm. of Bobby. Yeah. Stuff like that. The early oh, yeah, days yeah. of Ben and Callum when just before the <laughs> wedding with Whitney. I really enjoyed Callum yes, back then. That was I good. Really, yeah. That was really good. And I liked Callum's running. It's, it's when he turned into a police officer. That's probably my least favourite, actually, when... Oh, what the fuck? So when they came back from lockdown? Ian, who hit Ian? Oh. That was my worst that was, That's when it started to go mad, wasn't it? It yeah. spiraled yeah. out of control at that point. Yeah, that's when... Where things just didn't make special sense. Source. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We still that don't is. know what Kira and Peter were doing in the back of that van with those bottles of beer. Oh, we do. <laughs> we're, not, we're not allowed to discuss it. <laughs> Another oh, fan flash- fiction. Is that the, yeah, the flashbacks flash- they yeah, had on, that they do on social Twitter. media? Yeah. No, Never got answered. That. <laughs> that was probably my <laughs> least favourite time around then. <sighs> the uh, yeah. Yeah. Jazz. Yeah, that's when it got a bit crazy back from lockdown. I mean, mm. yeah. Uh, Robert Ryan has emailed and said, your EastEnders knowledge is superb historically and in the short and medium term and love that you've made your home in Scotland on a personal note too. Uh, I so wish you the best, though hope you still uh, are about on the old socials. I'm grateful that you've come across Wolford Weekly, something I've looked forward to every week as I've started to more as I watch more EastEnders, as it's an omnibus for me uh, up here in Scotland. So that's a nice comment, I thought. Mm. Nice. Uh, Our knowledge wasn't always there either. Like when we first started, we we did a reaction to the first ever episode. We didn't know who loads of, char- loads of characters were. And I think on really? Digital Spy, people were like, well, not very impressed. They didn't know who <laughs> Sue was in the cafe from 1988. Outrageous. And I was like, I was I one. I forgot we did that. I forgot I we did that. I forgot we did that. I don't know Sue. But, so we but, did do loads and loads of research and we watched loads of old episodes to really get a, um, a load of back history that we could. Well, we watch, we've watched classic episodes from 1985 to 2002. Mm. every single episode a very big quality drop in 2002 and now yeah. when we got to 2002 <laughs> we stopped and there's a reason for it sadly mm. it's not it's not great yeah, it's not great. good was it 2001 like one of the best years or something mm. like 2001 is ridiculously good quality and mm. what then 2002 falls off a cliff mm. even mm. summer 2001 when you look back there's some really weird like really what is wow. this and then 2002 it's just oh i think it's when it went to four episodes it's from that week it was <laughs> <All right>. like, <laughs> oh. <laughs> That's when it's... But well, we haven't had the um, opportunity of seeing Alfie in his original form either, mm-hmm. original yeah. form, when he first introduced. Mm-hmm. But a lot of people mm-hmm. I've seen on social media have said that you look back on Alfie with rust into glasses and actually he was mm-hmm. never that. Yeah, because you said Pete Bill was remembered as a really great character and we'd love him. Yeah. We were watching it, we were like, we but... bloody hate every scene he's in. <laughs> Pete Bill. So no, this is the original rubbish. Pete Bill, not Peter yeah. Bill, I fall over a bin bag while wearing a cape. <laughs> No. Um, Mary, Mary has written and said, my name is Mary Ann and I've been listening to Wolford Weekly Podcast since I've been watching EastEnders on US BritBox in 2017. It's an informative and entertaining podcast and I will miss you. I wish you the best of luck in the future. I'm glad the spoilers will continue and hope the EastEnders characters ranking board will continue. Thank you for Wolford Weekly. I'm glad 
I have an EastEnders podcast with Albert Square After Dark coming soon. Whoop whoop! Thank you whoop, very whoop. much. Yes, I'm very intrigued <laughs> by the After Dark. Don't be. Mm. It was just a cool branding <laughs> idea. <laughs> Right, really selling it. Thanks. Every, no, everything that looks good about Albert Square is happens at night, right? All the good stuff happens at night, and Albert That's Square true. looks incredible at night. So Any scenes I'd, at night time? They're, all, they're always the one. So I thought I'd use that as the branding idea, and then we've sort of evolved that from from there. And it sounds a bit like a club that you can just sit mm. and discuss stuff. So yeah, that was that was the thinking behind it. It wasn't. I don't, people got really excited about the after dark thing. Yeah, they're going to be swearing. So, oh, what does that mean? Yeah, going <laughs> to be sex and swearing, nudity. nudity. I mean, I'll present it. Yeah. I'll present it topless if you like, but I don't think my viewership will go up very high very quickly. Phil, more Phil. Nothing <laughs> you shake a stick at. Uh, talk, talk of the streets on Twitter has got in touch with us, Sarah Podcast, and they said, you've done such a great job for such a long time, put out brilliant content, and in my mind, you have the best soap podcast logo out there. So it is, it is a good logo. It is when we a had good to, logo. And, and the reason I kind of bring that up is because I thought we'd kind of just venture into why we had to change yes. that logo. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, by this. so I don't know if we've ever said this publicly, but we may oh, or may not have been got in touch with uh, a certain TV programme at a certain channel and being told that if we don't do something about it, we could get sued. <laughs> it wasn't that. It was, it, it was during Easter, I remember, because I had an Easter egg I was carrying back to the car from our it was very heavy our house. <laughs> and um, that, that's when she phoned me because we were talking to the press office, the press team, about getting access to something. And she was like, well, it's, it's not going to happen. And your name, EastEnders, well, we were EastEnders Weekly, weren't we? EastEnders, EastEnders Weekly, yeah. Yeah, she was like, EastEnders Weekly, have you talked about a lawyer about that? <laughs> I was like, I'm literally coming back from Tesco carrying a 2.99 Easter egg, love. I'm what not, do you think? <laughs> not contacting lawyers for the name EastEnders Weekly, so um, we didn't get any access. We didn't get anything from BBC, and then we also thought, well, we better mm. change our name then. So we did to Wolford so, Weekly. You you weren't allowed to use the, the the title EastEnders in the title of the. Well, I don't we know. Were... I think I think she was just doing some weird little threat to like stop us harassing the BBC press team. I, I suppose. <laughs> But mm. we weren't harassing them. We were, that was when we were trying to do interviews of cast and things. And there's loads of like ridiculous <laughs> rules that you're not allowed to do. So mm. if you ever want to do an interview of a cast member, they have to be off contract. Yes. Okay. So there's, yes. there's, okay. there's a hint Just... for me for being doing podcasting with BBC. The BBC are very funny. I've had that conversation mm. with her. I've had to. Several ideas have been quashed <laughs> but, straight <you> know, away. <laughs> this podcast has been great because we've been able to speak to cast members and writers and mm. old executive mm. producers privately. So that's one of the amazing things that this podcast mm. has done. Mm. So it's been a lot of fun. Privately, did... we've been able to just speak to lots of people and stuff. Who was the uh, interview we did an interview with and we had to do it over a phone <laughs> and it kept... it kept That was um, Mel's um, husband, Ray. 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 I, again, I don't think we ever talked about it publicly, <laughs> but when we did that interview... Um, it was Loved awful. It, oh, he didn't like us very much. We, no, he was get, really no, nice. He was actually really sweet. His receptionist, the agent, slightly yeah, yeah, the agent who was annoyed with us because for some bizarre reason the phone kept cutting off. Mm. And so we had we to downloaded some free, like a free software because we had to record mm. a phone call, which you're not like it's hard to record phone calls, isn't it? Um, and we yes. the, this free software turned out that after 10 minutes it just cut the phone off. <laughs> oh, so we'd have to then phone the agent back who then have to phone him who was in like some villa somewhere on he was on holiday or something wasn't he and he was sat in his yeah. armchair looking out the window and he we had to keep re-phoning them three times 
And on the third one, he said, yeah. Yeah. And on the third time, he said, I suppose we've just got 10 minutes then. He's like, yes. Let's wrap this up quickly. He knew. He knew. But everyone we interviewed, every single one of them, and you can find them on our channel, every single one of them, and I'm not lying by saying this, absolute loveliest people. Really lovely. Tosh was lovely. Punk Mary was lovely. Ray was nice. And the unofficial interview we may have had with someone uh, in a coffee shop <laughs> was also absolutely adorable. Yeah. I'm not going to mention, but I'm not going to mention their name because we don't want the press team getting in touch again about that. Uh, well, the podcast has ended, so you can't do yeah, it. Yeah, screw them all. I'm going to call this EastEnders Weekly this episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Bob, Bob got in touch and says, hello, Alex, Rob and Ben. My name is Bob. Hi. I am very sad to hear about the end of the Wolford Weekly podcast. I would like to congratulate Rob on his new venture with Ree. What I would like to know is, who is your favourite executive producer of all time? Go. Your, uh, Dominic Trevor Collins. Matthew the show. Robinson. Uh, yeah. no. mm. Sorry, I, did, I thought you'd finish. Carry on. There's okay, all I, all I was going to say was um, the, the, the show just felt so exciting at that point. You know, everything leading up to the Who Killed Lucy storyline. There was just such a buzz about the show. You could tell the, all the cast at all times were having the time of their lives on, on screen. The reaction to it, the, so, the, just, yeah, the fact that people were actually talking about the show, it just felt so exciting to be an EastEnders fan. Mm. That was for me. It was really big back then. Like you forget how big it was. Like they on Graham Norton, he had an EastEnders special, didn't he, with the yeah. Who Killed Lucy Bill, and it's like the audience were filled with EastEnders actors and all the guests were just EastEnders. It's like, that would never happen. It was a really big time. Mm. But, um, the originals, Julia Smith. Oh, I was going to stand by my one. They're course, very good. I like the three years that they had. Um, Matthew Robinson, again, is like known as like the best one. Mm. And most of his stuff was good, but I do feel towards the end with the Steve Owen stuff, it went slightly... Because we watched that really recently, didn't we? Um, oh, the heist. I think, the first yeah. shenanigan. But um, no, I think Matthew Robinson did a really good job. And mm. Clenshaw as well, I think, has done Clenshaw's it. really remarkable. pulled it back out. The, honestly, yeah. uh, to Chris Clenshaw, I would 100%. He's going to go down in history. Um, and to be fair, he... No, I'm not going to be... Oh, stop being horrible. <laughs> Why take yeah, that bit of a lifestyle? <laughs> for me, for me, for me, for me, it's Tony and Julian Tony. Yeah, the, the original. The of course. first three years of watching mm. the show. 1985 to 88 is brilliant. Maybe they and didn't do all... a bit more. Because 89 really... It's awful. <laughs> it's really bad. It's funny, though. Um, <laughs> and it's shocking, really, that the BBC didn't kind of think, oh, no, we're in trouble here. We're never going to get that grasp that back again mm. um so we're going to go for a quick break and we'll be back with some more of your questions and comments oh would you wind it in it's only an eastenders podcast nah it's got to be much bigger than that uh yeah like what well, you could do character profiles, videos, you could look at other soaps. There's loads you could do. Come on, Rob, you're a geek. You love soaps. Uh, do you mind? Oh, and a mailbag. A what? A mailbag so people can send you stuff. I am not having a mailbag. I know what the EastEnders fandom can be like. Most of them are lovely. Some of them would genuinely send me a cobra. Oh, and you need a woman. Beg your pardon? To co-host. It's about time you had a female perspective. Oh, will you listen to yourself, you stupid old tart? You're always doing this, ain't you? Giving it all that. I've had enough of this. Get out of my pub! Oh, with pleasure. And just remember this, Ree. You can't tell me what to do. You ain't my co-host! Yes, I am! 
Oh yeah, you are, aren't you? All right, fine, but no mailbag. All right, calm down. Your new EastEnders podcast, Albert Square After Dark, starts Saturday the 8th of April on YouTube and all your favourite podcast sites. Hello everyone, we're back. Um, and for the final part then for our Q&A session, sesh, <laughs> having a sesh. Um, <laughs> so trendy. <laughs> Not on the sesh, are you? I'm not on the set. No, no, no. too old for that. I'm almost 40, Ben. Did you not know? I did. Um, So, uh, right. So a comment on our Instagram from Pack Me A Present has said, has Halfway's hat bumped into any old characters in heaven recently? Mm. I don't know because I've not not spoken to Halfway's hat. He never communicated with me. He he only ever ever communicated with Ben. Ben, have you ever (laughs) spoken? Have you been in touch with Halfway's hat recently? Well, since you announced leaving the podcast and it coming to an end, Halfway's hat has been in touch. I can confirm. He's seen the email, so he has got something to say. Are you ready, guys? For uh, yes, for always to play a little game. Hello, everyone. Halfway's hat here. I was so glad to receive an email asking all about me. I didn't think anyone would ever talk to me again. I recently got a new job as DCI Policeman's Hat working in Walford Police Station. Seeing as it's the last podcast, I was wondering if Alex and Rob could help me fix a problem I've caused. I need to put the baddies back in their correct cell, but can't remember who goes where. I can see something, smell something, and hear something in the cell. Choose one, and I'm sure we can work out together who belongs in the cell. I mean, well, hearing and seeing and smelling <laughs> stuff in the cell is never a good idea, I tell no, you. Now. They all sound a bit dodged, to be fair. So, obviously, halfway tap, he has lots of. Um, occupations in his little life so far he's he he's been left around Walford. he's died he's gone to heaven to hell <laughs> met all sorts yeah. of characters and now he is working in Walford police <laughs> he's been reincarnated to work in Walford police station <laughs> yeah, he's on the up <laughs> <laughs> so anyone who can't remember because it was probably years ago we played this you can choose three of his senses to work out what's around him and there could be a clue and you have to work out which character should be in this prison cell okay That's, and we have to guess he's after an each hat so he can he can only do so many things mm. so we, you can choose what see what you what you can smell what you can hear and what he can see well Which i'm curious to, to know first? i'm curious to know what you can smell rob are you absolutely alex on the yes. same page good <laughs> absolutely <Yeah. laughs> okay it's a filthy page <laughs> so smell right page three of the sun yes go on <clears throat> <laughs> I can smell burgers and food from all across the world. There's cooking oil mixed in with expensive cologne. Ooh, okay. I think that might be a clue to like Wolford East or something. Yeah, I was thinking. Know? I was thinking Wolford East. Yeah, yeah. So this is it's heading towards. What are we trying to work out exactly here? here? Just like who's, where he is. What character? What character should right, be well, in this prison cell? Well, at the minute, yeah. it feels like Ravi. Ravi, I say yeah. Ravi. I'm all um, happy. Sh- should we go from what he can see? Yeah. Yep. Do it. I can see a crisp 100% cotton stolen bath towel laying on the floor. <laughs> laying on the floor? 
<laughs> just discarded. No. Well, now that's going to be that can be for that he's t- he's taken from a hotel that he happens to have stayed at. So ah, still, didn't he stay in a hotel with yes, Denise? Or was well, meant nearly, to have. Was meant to, but definitely took mm. the to the hotel towel, uh, the hotel robe as sort of dividends for not getting any. That's what I do. So absolutely <laughs> yep, fair yep. play. Yeah. So so far, I think we're still both on Ravi, aren't we? I say Ravi. Mm. Ravi yes. So I have my mind changed. So what's the last yes. one? What we what you can hear. I can hear. Oh, it's the sound of hearts breaking all round the square. Yeah, it's Ravi, hundred percent. He's broken Absolutely. a few hearts in his. Yes. You sure? Cause this time. is the final chance that you ever get to speak to Halfway's hat, and you may destroy his world. No, don't. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just saying. Just saying. It's got to be Ravi. It's got to be Ravi. It has sure. to be Ravi. Burgers, be smells from around the yeah. world. Towel. Yeah, breaking hearts. Breaking hearts. Yeah. It's got to be Ravi. I'm trying to think. No one in the conkeys or... No, it has to be Ravi. (laughs) Bernie. (laughs) (laughs) Grey, when he worked in in that burger joint, that one little seat, that one little box. I never thought of that. Now you said that, I think it might be Grey. I mean, he would have crisp towels as well, wouldn't he? And breaking hearts, I mean, breaking a few, making a few arms. Who else is in prison? (laughs) Who's all the people that are in prison at the moment? Ruby. Kirat. Mm. Kira, he breaks my heart. Oh, Lucas, yeah. <laughs> Lucas, yeah. That story broke my heart. I tell you that for nothing. <laughs> uh, okay, so who's your final guest then? I for, mean, to save Halfway's Hat's job. Should we go for something? Should we go for something different? Just for just for the gigs. Yeah, go on. Right, well, no, I'll say, no, I'm... I'll say Ravi. <laughs> okay, you say Ravi. You say Ravi, and I'll say yeah. uh, I'll say Kira. Okay, I love him. You can't say something different because there's only one. I can either say correct or wrong. All right, Ravi, 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 Ravi. hundred percent, Ravi. Yep, yes, committed. My final answer. Yes, that's correct. Thank you so much for helping me put Ravi back into his cell. I can hopefully get a promotion now and become the head DCI detective cap. Thank you so much for helping me one final time. He got his promotion. We're just waiting for Callum now. I'm going to really miss Halfway's hat. That's the one thing I'm going to miss the most, I think. (laughs) Nothing else. I'm going to miss Halfway's hat. (laughs) There you go. But let's let's read a few more comments then. I hope that answer satisfied the... uh... Who was the Pack email? Packing stuff. Packing presents. Pack there me a go. present. Yeah. Thank, mm. Hopefully that covered everything for you. Um, Laura on Twitter said, I listen to the podcast in sync with the episodes that air in Canada, which is about six months behind. Knowing that this is to, this change is happening is like a big spoiler for when I listen to it in six months from now. So Laura is not going to see this for no other six months. Oh, God. It's like She's a not going to July. <laughs> God. Yeah. What a way to find out as well. <laughs> Oh, yeah, so, it's, it's, so Laura, in six months' time, we're hoping to get a message from her saying, hi, thanks for no, the bye. <laughs> yeah, bye. Thanks for the message. Bye. bye. You've closed <laughs> down all your email accounts. So leave <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Custard TV uh, got in touch said, you've done a tremendous job at building a community and the brand. I'm incredibly envious and proud of what you've built. Yeah, thank you. Uh, we love Luke at the Custard TV. We've done a couple of interviews mm. for him in the past, uh, talking about like the show and EastEnders. And Ben and I also did a game that time, and I won. It was like a mastermind game. That game was ridiculous. <laughs> I had questions <laughs> about the Traverniers, <laughs> and it's like, yeah. who remembers anything about them? <laughs> I remembered them. And you had a question about question. Peggy Mitchell, though. Uh, did I? Um, it was well, very yeah. unfair. That's it was incredibly fair, and I won. <laughs> uh, 
We have a question. Hi, Alex, Rob, and Ben. Thank you so much for creating a brilliant podcast. You had the highs and lows like everything does, and you've done a fantastic job. My question is, which character do you think is the embodiment of each decade of the show? The 80s, 90s, 2010s, and 20s. I mean, should we do one each? So, Ben, do you want to do the 80s? Rob, you do the 90s, or I do 2000s? God, the 80s. Um, okay. I mean, I can answer all of that, but every single era, Sharon. <laughs> Not every single era. Um, <laughs> oh, God, the 80s is difficult. What, Den and Ange or Lou Bill? Yeah. All of the, all the, I'd yeah, say the classics. Bills. I'd say the yeah. Bills. Arthur. Yeah. The 80s. Arthur. Yeah. 90s is quite character. obvious. The, uh, the Mitchells. The brothers, Mitchells. yeah. It has to be the Mitchells, yeah. Mm. They dominated the, the 90s. Slaters, the Norties with the Slaters, exactly. Mm. Yeah. And then... Yeah. The tens. Brannings? When do they come in? The Brannings, Brannings maybe, yeah. Ronnie Carters, Roxy? I was going to say. Oh, yeah, the That's Carters. That's true, yeah. yeah. Probably 15. How long the Carters have been in it? 14. Um, Carters have been in it for almost... <laughs> Pat, Pat, Pat. All of them, all of them again. Pat's, and Pat's all related them. to them all. Yeah, yeah. she was, yeah. bless her. It's a terrible decision. 2000s um, is a tough one. I would say... Was later. Oh, 2020s. <sighs> Uh, yeah, so 2020. Yeah, 2020. maybe, but then the Carters were a huge part of the 2020 of, of the 20s yeah, so far as I well, weren't they? So. Strictly tough because the thing is, I think obviously the casts got bigger as the years have gone on, so it was mm. easier to have for, for like the 90s to have like a definitive like kind of character that you remember it for. But these days, it kind of it's spread across so reasonably evenly. It's difficult. Well, that's to tell, true, isn't it? Yeah, you have to think of. Uh, you have yeah, to think. There's the not Carters, one family. I guess a real big sort of. 11 13 year stint, mm. haven't they? Yeah. It has to be the Carters, it has to be the Carters because they've yeah, been in the I'd Vic the so. whole time as well. So, yeah, the 10s and the 20s has to be the Carters, I'd 80s, so. I would say the Bills, um, yeah. and then the 90s, but the, the Bills and the Fowlers, 90s, the Mitchells, and the 2000s, the Slaters, Slaters. yeah, there you go, and the Brannings, and, uh, ish, and <laughs> you're just determined to get the Brannings in there. <laughs> oh, the Branning 2010, they're not Abby, like Max and Tanya, <laughs> and maybe the Masoods around that sort of era, yeah, those lot. And then, yeah, the Carters from there on. The Soon to be the Peacocks <laughs> and the Knights. Yes, and the Knights. <laughs> Sydney on Instagram has said, if you were executive producers right now, what's the main thing you'd change? Oh, it, well, it thinking, if I could, yeah, if I could just cut okay. in, I'd kill Phil Mitchell. Yes, we know you would. <laughs> and I'll do it and I'll do it as a dementia storyline, as I said mm -hmm. a hundred times before. I just want to get that in there right last time. Right, you carry on. <laughs> Um, I'd be somehow uh, reversing the Ronnie and Roxy death. Is what I is what I do. Ah, I make, yes. And I would make it work. It gets more and more difficult work. every year, though, to do that, doesn't it? I would fine. I'd make it work. We would work something out. Plus, hasn't Ronnie <laughs> moved to live in um, Spain? The actress, so she can she come back. Around. No, she can come busy. back. She's a big man. Well, she'll be busier <laughs> when I'm done with her. Yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, if I could do anything, I would probably turn it down to three episodes a week. Oh, yeah. And reduce just... the cast by 10%. Well, it'd be a third, wouldn't it? Or a quarter, wouldn't it? Well, yeah, I don't know. But yeah, that's probably what I would do. I guess, like big major things. If I can do anything, I'll reduce the episode count. Run around with an axe, that's what you do. Yeah. <laughs> As we said, if you watch it in the 80s and 90s, I know we keep going on about the classics and this and the other, but if you watch it in the 80s and 90s, it's so concise and everything works and like stories flow really well. It's like the Mother's Day episodes we had last week. It was really strange because they had the Mother's Day episode on the Monday, which is obviously Sunday. And then the Tuesday's episode was the following Tuesday. 
But all this stuff that happened is almost like they all went into a time lock for the day on Monday and nothing had moved on. And it felt really strange. And you'd never got that in like the early days. I'd also commission a um, comic relief episode where characters who have been killed off are just in present day. And they had to have one episode where they're what I would do with them in current day, like Pat and Ronnie and Roxy. And they're just on the market. <laughs> just one episode. Just see what they're oh, doing. Oh, don't bring back Pat as well. I'll find a way of bringing Pat oh, back. Oh, yeah. What <laughs> I'd also do... What, well, what I'd also do is commission a audio series on BBC Sounds where you can bring two classic characters together where they basically have a conversation throughout the entire episode. They're just, you know, well, John York tried that, didn't they? Well, they tried that with BBC again, Sounds. And 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 if, let's never remind ourselves of the Mel episode because that no, was but, really gross. Listening to so it properly. And horse riding. Properly. Yeah, they'd, horse they'd, riding. Meet, they'd meet in Bridge Street, they'd meet in a cafe. These two characters hadn't seen each other for years mm. and they'd catch up and it would just be an absolute orgasm to the ears for EastEnders fans. You could bring like... That BBC to... sounds. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. Well, again, I'm sure... But also, I'd like them to do more of the... Um, I'd, tr- I'd commission a full series of like... Of the Mitchells. Or like the Mitchells or something like that. Mm. Or the yeah. Butchers. Like do an, like each one is of the family in like of the 80s or the 70s. The Butchers and the Mitchells and the Bills. and the, mm. You know what I mean? I'd love yeah, that. absolutely. That'd be really absolutely. smart and really fun. Because um, it shows that people have an appetite for that when they did the Mitchell flashback. It really oh, yeah. caused a stir and a lot of people got excited about it. Um, we have an audio message from our friends at Conversation Street. I forgot who our friends were. Uh, <laughs> so many friends. <laughs> so many friends. Um, uh, so let's, let's, let's <clears throat> listen to them. Say hello. Hi, Alex and Rob. This is a message from Gemma. And Michael. Hello. Of Conversation Street. Just to say, we're so sorry to hear that your podcast is coming to a close. Yeah, guys, Morford Weekly has been going 250 episodes, well, EastEnders Weekly at first, of course. And I just wanted to say, although it's sad to see that you're ending, congratulations on 250 episodes, because we know how much time <laughs> yeah. and energy, dedication it takes to put together a podcast each week. And guys, you're massive EastEnders fans, and, and this is something you should be really, really proud of. Yeah, definitely. We had so much fun doing the crossover episode with you a few years ago. Yes. Oh, that, that was, was really a... just so much fun. Yeah, really nice to have the, the two podcasts, the fans of two different soaps coming yeah. together to, to share their love of all things soap. Um, honestly, what, you, what you've achieved in the past five years with Bento, of course, has just been amazing. And I also wanted to put, say a big well done for your YouTube page as well. I mean, you've got a real community built up there. It's fantastic. Loads of followers who I'm sure is going to follow you onto your next podcast, Rob, as well. Yeah, good luck for that, Rob. <laughs> and also to Alex, good luck for all your future endeavours. And we're so proud of you guys. We really, really are. Well done, guys. And uh, all the best for the future. I realised I wasn't mentioned at all, but, you know, I did have your name, Gemma. Yes. uh... Oh, no. No, 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 no. Uh, We've got another email. It says, over the past five years of Wolford Weekly, um, who do you think was the worst character and why? So over the five years of us doing Wolford Weekly, who was the worst character on the show? Oh, Grey, 100%. Yeah, Grey. Just Grey. Jags. Jags. Well, yes, yes, Jags. Jags wasn't Jags. good. Vi, she was awful. Who else? She she did shout a lot. Did Jags? Vi. <laughs> Can't think of any else. Um, I'm not. Well, that's all I can think of. Five I really didn't. Years. I really didn't enjoy Lucas when he came, but when he came back either, I found that whole thing completely and utterly different. Like just mind-boggling. Mm. Evie. That whole era with you will leave and... Evie, you will leave Queen Evie alone. I loved Evie. <laughs> <laughs> and Jagger. 
uh, oh, recast yeah. Liam as well. The recast Liam. Yes. Not yes, great. Work. Acting oh, like character-wise. Oh, new Liam. Oh, mm. he was awful. That they had that really. flashback or whatever it was the ocean's ten. Yeah, that's one of my least favorite storylines. I couldn't think of it mm. earlier. That one where Janine was trying to steal cars and they like went around the club and put dice in a bowl and picked out a key and then did all these weird things. Was it was hen pies, one. wasn't it? And um mm. and he was like a sexy was walking around. dancer. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. That was mad. Yeah. That was yeah. mad. <laughs> recast Liam, I suppose, is one of the worst. I'm okay, well is Miss, there best Miss... or just worst? Just worse. Just <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. New Peter, new Peter. He was a bit of a dad, mm. wasn't he as well? Mm. Well, Miss Best Ms. would Magpo be recast Bobby Bills. Put some positivity Absolutely. in. Recast Bobby. He's really good. Okay. Mm. Yeah. Any, any other good? Um, I mean, no. It's hard to think. It's such a long time. There's so many characters. I I like Suki. Oh yeah, oh, Suki Bavinda. She's great. Mm. Yeah, we love her. Um, and Eve as well. That, that's been, oh, that's he's been, been a really, really lovely surprise. Yeah. He's yeah, been yeah, an yeah. excellent surprise. Because for, mm. for, for, for on paper, it sounds ridiculous and dumb. Mm. But actually, yeah. he's been wonderful. She's really warm enough Eve. to make it all work, isn't she? Mm. She's, she feels great. Ruby's back coming back was a bit mad as well, especially with the her story for coming back, the consent story. When you, <laughs> I don't forget oh, her unzipping that man's jeans cr- <laughs> with a pair of scissors. No. <laughs> so no, can you imagine just sitting in the writers' room going like, right? So I've got this idea, <laughs> and then she goes to cut his penis off. Yeah, because <laughs> mm. she Perfect. even laid a tarp down, ready to. Yeah, blow all oh, the she was ready. Yeah. She was ready. She'd been watching Dexter. No. She, 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 she did she, such she a weird thing with about. Ruby because she was really unnecessary return. Mm. And then after about just before she was leaving, they turned her into a really good character yeah, for a she, bit, it, and yeah. then she went on her maternity leave, and it all went wrong again. And they pushed. But, yeah, they she did. They, they they turned her around in the end to be a really good character. But yeah, yeah, that introduction story was really unnecessary to introduce. She was so a character. isolated. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Ruby yeah. was really isolated when she first came back, and had like what would turn out to be quite you know a good story. I love that episode in the Vic. You know the consent episode in the Vic where the kind of all oh that was excellent. It. Mm. Um, so that kind of led into that, but Ruby felt really isolated from the rest of the cast, and then just like you say, just before she was due to leave, she was she was really kind of spreading out and being like a good mm. part. They of the did square. the same thing to Mel as well, didn't they? Mm. Well, that's another thing yeah. I hated when Mel died. Yeah, because that was such a good episode. Right up until she walked in front of that lorry, it was so yeah. good. So that was it really Sharon. That Pregnant really Sharon pulled me. her out of the I mean, fired car. <laughs> all of that was mental. She'd had probably one of the most insane car crashes I think the show has ever done. Mm. Escaped that without a single scratch and then wandered in front of a lorry. I know. It was CGI lorry. It was, yeah. Just... Um, madness. Absolutely. Well, and it wasn't acts, worth it either it... because the payoff at the end yeah. to reveal Sharon and Keanu was that they went to a hotel and saw Dancing Santas, but it never happened on screen. They just made it up last minute and it's like well why did you kill mel and then well, the that? dna as well oh, the dna email because yeah. the dna yeah. company just hand out emails to anyone who wants them because shani was a good storyline in the early days well. that was really that fun was especially really fun. it was fun best episode while we were um recording the easter episode when sharon drops the cream all over i want hunter to stay for her pudding that was brilliant. I love that episode so much. I quite like the weird you... episode when we'll recast Michelle. We don't talk about her, but there was one episode where it was her and Sharon having out, and there was like really funny lines, and they had lots of swearing, swearing. Like, loads lots of swearing. Of swearing. Yes. I remember that episode being quite fun for an episode for recast Michelle. Yeah, that was good but, too. But again, they they with Michelle's character wasn't it? she was getting stalked by the man who she worked with in the department store yeah. <laughs> because Michelle was having. 
Michelle was having an affair with an ex-student, wasn't she? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Michelle, and so she left the tre- yeah. teaching profession. And, and they then she ended just... the story really early when all the women just brought him back to like yeah. the bill house yeah. and told him off. And then they were like, "We're all sticking together as women," and then that was it. I was like, okay. Did we cover Very that odd. on the podcast? That was before our time, wasn't it? I think. I think. I think Michelle had gone by the time. Because she, she was there at Easter supper. I think we must have just seen the just the end of her where end, she was just hanging around yeah. 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 Off, yeah. off you go we're here now <laughs> that, was an odd, that was an odd thing recast mm. michelle yes louise was, I like, louise the louise <clears throat> came back that was fun as well especially when she had that moment when mm. keanu was getting shot in the face that was fun. yes yes there we go oh, yeah. so many moments so many memories so many memories keep her again either because she's a big celebrity now she's on you isn't she well she mm. was on you yeah, she's really popular. Do you want a very English accent show she did? <laughs> Beautiful. Beautiful. <laughs> Hello there, Courtney Rowney Slang. Um, is there any characters you'd like to see come back? That's a question Ginny. I'm just throwing out. Ginny <laughs> did come back. And do her properly. I don't want to see her back do it, now. They've ruined do her it, for a bit. No, well, no, they haven't ruined her. They just do it, they bring her back and do it properly. She did this last time, you know, Janine. Just as a really good executive producer came in, she left and then missed a really, really good era. Mm. And then, you know, so I'd have her come back in a, an era that is doing really well and knows what it's doing and knows the characters and Janine mm. would be absolutely fine. I do feel that Charlie Brooks wasn't very committed this time. Like, she kind of... It was just coming out of COVID where all the restrictions stopped. I think she took it as a year contract for because there was no other jobs. And she didn't feel very committed. And Janine sort of, she went on a million holidays, didn't she? Yeah. Um, just kept going on holidays. And Danny Dyer was off a lot. And I just don't think it was it was the correct time for Charlie Brooks. I wish that um, when Mary came back with Annie, I wish they were a bit, a bit braver and kept Annie in. would have been good. Yeah, but Annie would have been a good character to keep in, and it would have meant an opportunity for Mary to come in and out every now and then as well, which I'd mm. like to have seen. But yeah, Annie cause... was like, at the time, there was room for a character like Annie to be on mm. the show. Yeah, It felt really weird that they didn't think... That's it was happening at the changeover, wasn't it, between Kate Oates and John York? It was literally that week where it was all happening. Mm. But yeah, Dot's Funeral was as well really was a very good episode. That yes. was a really good yes, high. that was really good. And the and when Camilla and the King really came to visit, that was a good episode. All ad lib. They were good was characters, weren't the they? The King. Yeah, I thought they were a bit <laughs> unrealistic myself. Royalty, too. You know. <laughs> Hello, who would have a monarchy in this day? And Camilla. Age, she, she, yeah. she called Bernadette Bob Bobadette, didn't she? I think Camilla did. Bobadette. <laughs> <laughs> Boba Fett. <laughs> she thinks it's Star Wars. Star Wars. You um, just did what I did, and then yes, you just got Star know, Wars and Star Trek confused. <laughs> you. <laughs> I also want to do an honorable mention because it's a shame that finishing as his new characters has been introduced, who I love, Reese. Reese yes. has been a great new character as well. Reese is mm. great. I love Reese. Reese is brilliant. Really yeah. nice addition. Yeah, there's a lot of potential <sighs> there. And we got the flash forward to look forward to. Mm. Yes, Christmas to look forward to. So that's. So you ended the podcast at a really good time, back. Alex. Well done. Yes. I know. I've done well, well done. haven't I? I've yeah, cheers. <laughs> pretty much. Pretty much it's the, quite the, exciting. The, it feels quite exciting though for like the a new era of the Queen Vic to be moving into a new era of like EastEnders podcasting and all that kind of thing. I'm quite grateful for that. So cheers, Clarence. I assume that was deliberate. Yeah, <laughs> very much. <laughs> got lots. Yeah, you've got about. a really exciting Rob. You've got a really exciting era. You and Rita to talk about Have. now. You've got we've, we've we've laid the ground for you. Now you can steam ahead and bring it on. Be very exciting for you. Can't Aye. wait. Aye. 
Oh, but thank you, Ben, for coming back. Do you have any you, words, anything to say as a goodbye, or are you just going to um, kind of? Stop well, I've already left, up? really. Yeah. So not really. I want to say thank you to the person. I got one gift from a listener. Oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> I got one gift. One gift. So thank you. Um, it was from Ben Mitchell. So thank you for that. I wanted to oh, say well, shout out to Ben Mitchell. Yeah, he's a Twitter account. He used to always get in touch with us and say hello, and he's a really, really sound guy. What happened? He's, really he's nice disappeared, but yeah, he got that. So, you know. I hope he's okay. I hope he's not. Yeah, he's fine. I'm sure. <laughs> he's boxing. Is he? Yeah. Not brilliantly, but he is boxing. <laughs> no, I mean, I've already left the show once, so I've already said. My yeah, but advice, you didn't but... have a proper goodbye, did you? You kind of just decided to say Julius theme. No. <laughs> So no, do you I, have anyone... my car. I did a Beppe. I ordered a packet of crisps and left halfway through the episode. <laughs> yeah, <didn't I? laughs> you did. You did. It's been fun, fabulous uh, few years doing classic. I've kept it around, and you know, the show's in a good place now. So it's nice to hand it over to new people to give their thoughts. I think well, we've wow. said everything we can over the five years. So it'd be nice to hear other people's thoughts and stuff like that. So yeah, it's been very nice. We all f- we made new friends. And new chapters together. <laughs> Beautiful. Yeah. So there you go. I've just stopped it. I've just stopped it. <laughs> Use it. it <laughs> right then. So, uh, Bob. Yeah. To save, I, I know you're technically not going anywhere. No, I'm not going anywhere. Not so your new is... podcast, but this is I your mean... opportunity to. I mean, all I would say is um, to you, first of all, uh, listeners and viewers, uh, that is the end of Warford Weekly. Uh, thank you so, so much to each and every single one of you who have watched us, who have listened to us, who have left us comments, sent us emails, joined in the discussion and the silliness and the fun and the, the highs, the lows, all of that kind of thing. Um, you have been absolutely great. We've got a great podcast audience. And I hope at least some of you will join me on uh, the next podcast, Albert Square After Dark, which will be returning next week. Shut up, you. Uh, <laughs> that'll be starting next week. And uh, me and Rhea are very, very excited. Um, and as for you, young man, thank you very, very well much done. for taking me on board. I have had a great time. Uh, I will miss doing this very much genuinely i really will it's been a lot of fun it's been a real sort of highlight over the past two two and a half years that, I've, that we've been doing it together and i'm gonna miss you greatly so thank you very much for taking me on board thanks and any final thoughts from you sir i don't know why but do you remember <laughs> it's going off to tangent already i'm not gonna say that uh so yes <laughs> i just oh, didn't do you remember that show, Look Around You, when, um, no. so this is what I do when I don't want to get, like, too, <laughs> I can't, this is me kind of going, boo. Uh, thanks, Ants, Ants, that's what I was going to say. Anyway, um, okay. uh, yes, so, yeah, 250 podcast episodes, numerous, hundreds more kind of, like, YouTube videos uh, and uh, special episodes and podcasts that we've made. Um I don't know if Rob's aware of this, but I looked up today. Over 750,000 downloads wow. we've had for this podcast. Uh, three points, over 3.6 million views on YouTube. Um, and we couldn't have achieved any of that um, if it hadn't been for basically everyone out there who listened, uh, watched us, took us on board, embraced us and got, you know, wanted to join in with the fun. And you know what? To all the lovers of the podcast and also to all the haters of the podcast, I enjoyed every single one of you being there um, through the highs and the lows of everything. Um, 
as I've said already, when I first announced that I was going to stop doing the podcast, I wanted to end while I was still on a high and I was still enjoying it. And that's exactly what I was on. And in no small part, thanks to that idiot who's uh, just beside me right now on the video, Rob, because Rob was there when uh, we needed someone to kind of like pick up the show when Ben decided he just didn't want to carry it on anymore. Um, and Rob was, as we said on the previously on the podcast, Rob was there like, oh, right, right, right. Yeah. <laughs> go straight in. But you know what? Don't if he hadn't, if he hadn't, then it would have. We would. I don't think we would be on this episode right now, to episode two hundred and fifty. And it has been honestly an absolute pleasure being uh, working with Rob. I mean, you see what we record, um, and uh, you know we put out on each week, but you don't see the nonsense and the absolute <laughs> balls that we talk about behind the scenes. Oh. The, the episode's an hour long, but Rob and I normally record for about two and a half hours, and not yeah. all of it is us kind of talking to each other. Sometimes it can be us basically wanting to throw our laptops across mm. the room because some kind of technical issue has happened yet again. Um, yeah, and Can't wait you know. Them. And so, so I'm very much expecting lots of text messages from Rob uh, next week asking me for help, which is absolutely not a problem at all. Rob, please do do get. In he's going to block me. me. You watch. He's going to block me on all numbers, and he's just going to walk away, and that's never never going to hear from him again. Absolutely, hundred percent. But uh, all in all seriousness, I've had an absolute ride a fun ride doing this podcast we've had so much fun on twitter so much fun on instagram so much fun on youtube um and just making videos and making podcasts has, it's really something i enjoy doing um but i i don't i i've done things in the past where i've carried on doing them and it's got to the point where i've begrudged doing them and i didn't want this to become that and as i said that's why i wanted to stop now um and that doesn't mean i'm not going to carry on doing podcasting uh because i do enjoy doing podcasts uh i do a traitors podcast <laughs> in case anyone's interested uh which i enjoy doing but that's something which isn't a weekly thing which again i must admit is something that's a commitment um and i would say to anyone and you can see it from like other people who do kind of do a weekly podcast it's a very tricky thing to do and again because of commitment of time uh, and my job Unfortunately, it made it a bit more tricky for me to carry on that commitment as well. But thank you, thank you, thank you to everyone who got involved. Thank you to everyone who listens and watches and continues to listen and watch. And I cannot emphasize enough, I am going to be one of those listeners and watchers of Rob's new podcast. I cannot wait next weekend to turn over and see on my uh, YouTube app saying like, oh, you got a notification. There's a new podcast episode, episode one of... Albert Square After Dark, and I cannot wait for that to happen because I know that this show is in very, very safe hands. Thank you very much, and it's very. I'm very pleased to say that uh, just finally I've made a true friend by doing this podcast, and thank you very much for being there. So that's it, darling viewers and listeners. Hopefully, I will see some of you next week, and until then, it's goodbye from me, and it's goodbye for the last time from myself. Bye. Bye.